just one thing. Is it, does it sound good now? I think it sounds good. Can Do you, you not want to miss a thing? Don't want to close my eyes. I sang that poorly at gay karaoke one year for Halloween. I don't mm. think it was very well received. Mm. Tragic. What are you going to do? Mm. Maybe if you were Liv Tyler, it would have worked better. At gay Halloween? Yeah. You think so? I think so. I don't know about that. I think there's certain celebrities, maybe. Liv Tyler, though? Did you see how people lost their mind because Taylor Swift was at the Chiefs game? Like, why? I, I, I did see that, and I was like, maybe I'm just old and, like, very out of touch. I, I don't... Her music is fine. I'm aware of... I don't understand the obsession. Some of her songs. And I am an obsessive person. Like, normally, like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, I understand. I don't get it at all. Yeah. She's aggressively fine. I have nothing against her. The music is... Like, there's some of her songs I do actually enjoy. Got some of them on some playlists. I don't get the... The whole thing of it all. She's fine. I'm also surprised she's not turning a certain segment off because she's pretty loud about her politics, too. That's only kind of a recent thing, though. I feel like mm, it's been going for at least a few years. But like mm. before, I think she was pretty quiet and people were like, you know, like the uh, right like holds you up as like the platonic ideal of like a white woman. Oh, so maybe then she started saying something. But yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I just don't, I, it doesn't bother me, but I think it's funny when, you know, it's like the celebrity obsession culture. It's like, oh my God, Taylor Swift's at the football game. And anytime anything happens, they cut the camera feed to Taylor Swift to see her reaction. It's like, how excited can you be over this massive ass kicking? Right. I don't, I, I don't know. And I'm never, like, obsessed with, like, the big celebrities. I'm like, ooh, that weird guy on that show no one knows about. That's my guy. I don't even... I was trying to think about this. I, I was thinking about this as I was watching the Bears get absolutely destroyed. And I was wondering... We really want to reiterate... Absolutely That the Bears destroyed. got their asses handed actually, to them Actually, the most important game of the Bears of, for the season is next week. They're playing the Broncos, who got absolutely destroyed. <laughs> And who are also really, 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 really bad. So the race to the bottom? It's the race to the bottom. <laughs> it's the race for the number one pick, I think. Is this on and Sunday? I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Because I, I was going to say, if it on. is, we may have to find a way to have it on at the party then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what day it's on. But um, that's an important game because this may actually be the game to decide the number one pick, even though it's only week four. Um. <laughs> I do love a good race to the bottom, though. I I mean, I hope they throw the game. Please, Those are a please blast. Please play really bad. Please play really bad. Or if Chicago they're both Bears. like trying to do that, though, and it just ends up being like the single worst game of football played in the history of the sport. It's it's the, I'll watch that. It's the little league game from South Park. Yeah. Well, they're both really bad, and neither one of them even pretends to play defense. So I think there will at least be scoring. Okay. I don't think it'll be one of those games where it's like seven to three and you want to die. And it's not the seven to three game where like both teams play really well. It's just the seven to three game where like you can't, <laughs> no one can throw a football. Right, they're garbage. Right, they're, everything's off. It's like they can't call a play. There's a million false starts. Well, I don't I, think it'll be one of those. I games. just felt like every time I turned away from the screen and I turned back, the Bears had given up the ball. 
I yeah. believe I walked into the room at one point and they immediately threw an interception. And I was like, should I just not come in? <laughs> Bob, I think they gave up like 41 or 43 and a half. <laughs> and then Patrick Mahomes didn't even play the second half. That's how big of an ass beating it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like, we got a good cushion. He doesn't need dude, sit down. We don't need you getting injured. It's good. We're good. Exactly. Don't worry about it. I miss the days where you used to take a huge shot at someone when you were getting destroyed. Like, mm. let's break a guy's leg. You know? <laughs> Just out of pure spite. Right, I'm mad spite. about it, so the spite killing. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they like yeah, I think that's kind of frowned upon now. I know. It's mm. pretty sad. Which is a shame. I miss I miss dirty plays in sports. Not like accidental dirty plays, like true dirty No, like we're out here and we know we're bad, but we're going to injure your ass just because we can. Yeah, well, what happened to the strategy of, hey, man, I know their quarterback is a lot better than our quarterback. <laughs> Why don't we just label him? <laughs> Let's maim him in this game. <laughs> Let's end his career. How's that? why not why can't you put in the third stringer who never plays send him off the edge and say i don't care what happens i don't care if they whistle and obviously you can't really say this you gotta like no you don't you do you've got you've got a code and you do you got the guy it's like uh um grab him by the shoulders and just go you're my number one guy (laughs) and you send him out and he knows what that means um, you are out yeah. there to kill someone. Yeah, and, and he immediately goes out there. The play's whistled dead. The quarterback's relaxed. He's chilling. And you just clothesline him in the back of the head. Like <laughs> I say he's down. You do the good, like, leg stomp on the Yeah, you on step ankle. on his ankle. Yeah, yeah, what happened to that? You know what I think it is? I think, uh, I, I think because quarterbacks are so valuable in the league, the owners have probably made it very clear that if a if a coach is found to do that, to send someone out on a bounty, we're going to destroy they're you. They're done. In that, You're that, done. That rich way that we can do. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. Wasn't it Sean Payton and the Saints who were doing the bounties on people, and he's still coaching? Well, yeah, but Sean Payton also won a bunch of Super Bowls. He won. He won one Super Bowl. Okay. Other than that, he's actually lost a shitload. Well, whatever. He's actually getting some pure karma right now and that he went to the Broncos to be their head coach <laughs> and then talked about how the previous head coach was the worst head coach in the history of the NFL. And now he's 0-3. Well, buddy. So, I mean, that's one of those, like, you can have that thought in your head. Maybe don't say yeah, it out loud. You don't say that out loud. You're not supposed to. That's one of those things. You're not supposed to talk about your fellow coaches, really. Mm-hmm. Not like that. Yeah. There was something recently with the Cubs where David Ross was frustrated that they had lost a game to, like, the Pirates or something. And he think he said something in the press conference, like, we should never lose to a team like that or something. Basically saying they're trash. I don't and mind that necessarily, because I feel like that's something that's said fairly frequently. And, yeah, but he, I but would But even argue... he, the next day, was like, you know, I was really upset, and I immediately, like, texted their manager to apologize, and I shouldn't say that. Interesting. Because you don't want to give... I don't think you need to give teams any bulletin board material. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Though, I mean, if you are, like, if you're like. You I save your ire for the umpires. Oh, yeah. Fucking umpires. <laughs> you can say anything you want to the umpires. Fucking umpires. Terrible. Joe West still around? No. But there's fuck. there's some others that are just as bad. Angel Hernandez 
is unbelievably terrible. If you know an umpire's name, yeah, you should never know the umpire's you never, name. You should never know the umpire's names. You should generally be aware that they exist, but the more you know an umpire's name just means they're really bad at their job. Mm-hmm. Where they're actively like, like we, we lost this game because of the the calls. My favorite one recently, I, I think it was Angel Hernandez who was calling a Yankees game and he was mm-hmm. doing his usual awful strike ball calls. And he's got this really like exaggerated strike three call where he like he does the I whole. can't I can't even describe it, but he's basically almost doing like a Hulk Hogan pose, or like dabbing, like whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really over the top. So the the manager of the Yankees, I should send you this video. It's so funny. He's Aaron uh, Aaron Boone. He goes out and he loses his mind against the Umps. It's so fucking funny, and he's kicking up the fucking dirt i he's love drawing, when they kick the dirt that is my dr- favorite thing he's drawing do. lines on the outside of the plate where the balls are getting called strikes i mean he was right it was funny he was right so he went out there he's like i know i'm getting thrown out for he's this He's like let me show you how bad you are at your job i'm gonna get my fucking and money's then worth. he starts doing <laughs> he was the exaggerated the strike go. three call making fun of him it was an all-time <laughs> manager please send me the video it's like, so i love funny. that kind of shit it's so funny there's this great this i think i've sent it to you before bob this this youtube channel john boy mm-hmm. and this guy reads the players and the umpires lips and then he like tells you what they're saying it's so funny it's hilarious welcome ladies and gentlemen to settle interference i'm your host bob i'm your other host alex <laughs> This is this is a this is sports talk. I know. Auditory. I know. You, sport that chat. was for you. That wasn't for the audience. Oh, chat sport. Okay. So audience just needs to know that there are things happening that are just for us that yeah. you're not going to get. Mm-hmm. Okay. We just want to make sure that is clear that that is a thing. Yeah. It's like my non-existent pizza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've noticed the non-existent pizza. Joining us today, special guest and Joey Beatty enthusiast. No, see the the. The gag now is you have to fuck the name up. Like we were on Jody Foster. Mm-hmm. So then you got to go like David Foster Wallace enthusiast. You got to keep like, we got to get so far mm-hmm. from Joey Beatty that it just doesn't make any fucking sense. That mm-hmm. should be your new job every week. Mm-hmm. New name. I mean, okay. But it's got to build on the last it's, name yeah. somehow. Oh. Yeah. It has to be tied in. Man, that's, that's a lot of work, guys. I can't remember that much. I can't rem- I can't remember what I had for dinner. Pathetic. No. Leftovers. Oh yeah. No, yeah, it was leftovers. <laughs> I was like, I'm not cooking today, so. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it would have been the perfect pizza time. Well, I had so to you spend. Screwed, you screwed I, up. Though. I had to spend three hours mowing the lawn, so. Three hours. Mm-hmm. My name is Erica, what? by the way. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought you were introduced. No, I cut him off. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's her own well, fault. So it's the normal. Wait, what took three hours? He hasn't mowed the lawn in probably like a month. But what took three hours? I had to mow it three times. It does not take an hour to mow your lawn. I can mow your lawn in 20 minutes. 
Mm. I mean, I feel like now we have that's a, that's a it's a challenge. It's a competition that mm-hmm. now we have to have. We have yeah. to time Alex mode. Alex is gonna have to come over and mow our lawn. That's all there is to it. Okay, well. <laughs> we'll do switcheroo one week. I'll mow yours and you'll mow mine. Oh, no, no, no. There's no me mowing your lawn. No, I think that's only fair. If he's going to mow our lawn, you got to go mow their lawn. I did, I have made no claims as to how fast <laughs> I can mow their no, lawn. No, and then he's subjected to the, the ruler out with the grass. <laughs> it's still too tall. <laughs> go over it again. But what yeah. what's what height would you like your lawn mowed? <laughs> I, I, I put it on. I, I like to get it down to the middle setting. On the, the lawnmower. Mower. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, if I get out there and I find out your mower is a total piece of shit, then I will accept defeat. Because <laughs> I'm not going to suffer. Mm. Mm. But an hour sounds absurd. I think you should get to 20 minutes and be like, ah, oh, can't do it in 20. I, I, does All right, Bob, I'm done. Does Bob mow his lawn like the soccer players walk into the arena? Is he like, is he out there like in a slow crawl, basically? I mean, I when he does mow the lawn, I don't usually stand at the window glaring at him watching while he does it. So I'm really not that sure. That seems like a failure on your part. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to enjoy Bob's suffering. I think he likes mowing the lawn. It's not a I suffering do for him. Well, that's why he did it three times. It's like, oh, an excuse to be outside. Well, no, it was nice out this, it this was, evening. It, so it was super long, and it rained today, so it was still wet. So you don't mow the lawn when it's wet. I had to. It you was, don't have to. No, Alex, it to. was so tall it needed to be mowed. That's your own fault. For I had to get that bad. I had to. In the next two days, it's supposed to rain, and then we have a party this weekend, so I needed to get it done. But you can mow it when it's wet. It's not ideal, but you can. You just have to go. You have to go over it several times. You have to take very incremental. Now, if the lawn had been super dry, I would. I could have gotten away with doing it twice, but I had to do one in the highest setting because it was just that tall. And then one, and then one notch down, and then the middle notch. Lawn talk. Mm-hmm. All right. Sport I've talk. got. I've got a topic. Talk lawn. Mm. I, I've got a topic, and this actually ties into like a bunch of other topics that we're going to talk about tonight. As mm. I am an expert at podcasting, mm-hmm. I'm well known for that. Bob, I mean, we have been doing it for what did you say this weekend? Like six years, which is kind of terrifying. It's been a while. It's been a while. Was he saying that in like the sense of he wishes it would stop? Like it's been six years. No, I think we've all very much enjoyed doing this. It's fun. Does Bob enjoy it? It's not running, so I'm unconvinced. Well, he is on his phone most of the time. That's true. It's quality phone time. That's it, fair. It can be. It can be. No, I mean, to be fair, it's usually only quality phone time once you guys dive into wrestling. and. That's not true. I really... It's always quality phone time? Not always. Don't... Mm. Bob, you're on... <laughs> You're on the phone the whole fucking show. Even when you're talking sometimes, you're on the phone. Dude, come on. Call the spade the spade. I will sit here and say when you guys start talking about like fucking watches or some tech that I don't give a fuck about. I'm on AO3 reading shit. Own your shit, Bob. Own it. Nothing feel, wrong with it. I don't it. feel like I'm on the phone as much as you guys make it seem like. Well, let's take the phone away, and we'll see by the end of this how unhappy you are. Are we gonna do that again? Because that's a great episode. We took the we could we banned him. Oh, he was so sour. He was so sad. (laughs) We could do that again. He just looked at it the whole time, longingly. He was like, "What's happening?" (laughs) I don't know what's happening in the the wide world (laughs) during this couple hours. 
Maybe your... someone's messaged me on the Slack. <laughs> hey, it, that happens. It's the beautiful thing about those like those programs, though those those apps, is that it's it's still gonna be there. You get to it. Mm-hmm. You'll get to it. What if it's urgent? It's never urgent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bob has created a problem for himself, though. Because I know he always is checking his phone incessantly. It's always in his hand. And if it's not, he's got the watch. So I know anything I send him, he sees immediately. Mm-hmm. So if he doesn't respond, I know he's just being an asshole. <laughs> he's being an asshole or he's dead. <laughs> See, now me, everyone knows I'm not attached to my phone. My phone's upstairs right now. I could give a shit what's happening out there. People know that, so if I don't respond, I might just be doing something. But Bob, he's just a prick. Well, I will say, though, that is the way it should be. If you send me a text message, there shouldn't be an expectation that I'm going to respond back immediately. I usually do, because I usually have my phone on me, Uh, but... Yeah, you just don't really respond at all. Sometimes I do. (laughs) Now, do you know when she definitely never responds? Is when I'm at the store and I'm trying to verify something. Maybe you should have just listened the first time. Mm. Got Because I'm tending to your it's daughter. A sp- it's a spite ignore. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just changing a diaper or, you know, tending to our daughter. And then it's your daughter. It's not our, it's the R was the second time. But when you were pissing her off, it was your daughter. Anywho. Topic. Uh, I, I, you know, this actually ties into a bunch of stuff, but... Did you happen, I know Bob probably did a little bit, did you guys happen to see all that stuff maybe a week ago about that Xbox leak that happened? A little bit. That was that Phil Spencer email you had me read. That was part of it. Part of it? Yeah. Yeah. There was a bunch of stuff because they, it was like, I think it was documents related to the FCC stuff, right? Mm -hmm. The whole Activision purchase and all that, which by the way, uh, real quick, the CMA released some other thing where they're basically happy with whatever changes microsoft proposed so like it's the, going through the whole thing where ubisoft is going to like be able to sell the cloud rights they're microsoft is going to sell the cloud rights of activision blizzard games to ubisoft who can then sell them on the open market as they please so the cma is happy with that and it looks like it's going through okay finally our long national nightmare is yeah over. thank god um, and no one ever has to hear about it on this podcast again. That being said, now we're going to talk about it more. Any something <laughs> else related? Um, there were all these leaks, and there there was a bunch of stuff in there. What what did you have Erica read specifically about what Phil Spencer was saying? Uh, the how the um, accessibility accessibility excuse me of the dist- way they dis- distribute stuff now. How that's bad for AAA games. Right? Well, I think there's a... Am I wrong in saying that? That was basically what it was, right? Ish. It's close. I I think it was something related to, like, development costs. Well, what... What Phil Spencer was saying was that the AAA studios have kind of painted themselves into a corner um, where... You know, grow, going through the early 2010s, they you know they basically created their uh, the juggernaut uh, that is the big 
studio or the big distributors via spending outrageous sums on games on game development and just and just being the only thing in stores and Phil's point was that they really haven't done a lot to um, to take advantage of the, they've not done anything to really dominate in a digital storefront. And so they're kind of stuck in this situation where they have to spend ungodly amounts of money on development because that's the model that they've built. Um, and they can't make the money they want to make unless they do that. But now they're also competing at the same level as smaller developers when it comes to a storefront. Like so, exposure on like the Microsoft store right. or the PlayStation store, you mean like yeah. digitally. It's not like you walk into Best Buy and the half the store is covered in it's Call all of Duty. Call of Duty boxes right. and stands and everything. Yeah, I mean, because even if you buy, even if you pay Microsoft some obscene sum to make a splash page for your game, that's just one splash page. And then you go to the storefront and every game is just a tile. So um, his, his the takeaway was that he thinks the AAA studios are um, actually in a pretty precarious situation because they're not able to they're they're they they're um, they rest on a few big titles a year. Um, and if any one of those titles tanks, that's really bad for them. And because they're the way they've set up their games, the development cost is so high, they're very hesitant to take risks on new IPs. So it's kind of like this, you know, this myriad of problems that's making. It's kind of the same thing that the movies did, right? Uh, yeah. Where it's just like, yeah. we have to, you spend so much that you has to, if something doesn't make a billion dollars, it's, it's, a it's a failure. And there's no space for, we can't do anything it's smaller what, it's what, and more experimental. It's what in video games you would call like an A or a double A title. There's not, it's like, whereas, you know, they all want to make triple A titles, but there can only really be so many triple A titles just mm -hmm. by the nature of their obscene development costs. Right. Right. So it it was an, it was a very um it was it was a very interesting email to read through and it was pretty it was pretty um it was pretty blunt what you know the point he was getting across and um i'm like really interested in like what the context of that email was because it was like it was pretty it was a pretty long explanation for an email <laughs> so um and it almost read like something like that like you would be bringing to uh like a conference or something it's like a keynote um and maybe it was i don't know but yeah well, there was some interesting stuff in those emails. I mean, one of them, it was pretty clear, and I always butcher his name, so I'm sorry already, but the, the Microsoft CEO, is it Sat Satya Nutella or something? I always butcher his name. 
Oh, Nutella sounds good. I'm just going to say, I don't Nutella. know what his last name is. You could literally say anything. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, it's bad. Mr. But Nutella. I can't say it. But Mr. um, <gasps> it's pretty clear from the emails, he has no idea what's going on in the Xbox division. Like, he's completely disconnected from it. And that's probably just because it's like such a small part of the greater Microsoft operations. He probably just doesn't care as long as they're not hemorrhaging money. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, in I'm fa- sure he's in probably fairness, got so many things going on. It's like, in fairness, that's why you put a Phil Spencer or somebody that's like that, the head of a of a division. I mean, right. you know, Xbox might be small in comparison to the rest of Microsoft, but it's still a huge division. Mm-hmm. You know, relative to other corporations. So oh, yeah. you know, and it's like. You know, he he can't, you can't manage, you can't be hands-on with every division. Right. You know, he's, he's, he's setting. Oh, yeah. No, posts. it was just clear from the emails that he doesn't seem that plugged in. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there was one where it was going back to when the PS5 got unveiled. And he was basically asking an email, like, have we, we haven't revealed price yet and neither of they right like referring to the ps ps5 and the series x it's like how do you you know it's actually kind of wild that he's not aware of whether or not they've announced a price um so it kind of shows you how unplugged he is and really that should honestly be a good thing for the xbox division that phil spencer could kind of just do whatever you know there should be a lot of there sounds like there's a lot of freedom there well, that means that Phil's meeting his goals. If he wasn't meeting his goals, they'd be a lot more up his ass and he'd have a lot more oversight. Oversight. So, I mean, f- from that perspective, Xbox is doing what Microsoft wants them to do. I am wondering I'm wondering long term if they're going to though because they were talking about you know, by 2027, they were hoping that Game Pass would hit 110 million subscribers, and that is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, this the based on all those leaks, they're probably around 30 million. I don't know how you get to 110. I mean, even if you acquire, you know, you acquire Activision, you get Call of Duty on there, and maybe you do something else like maybe you toss world of warcraft on there or something i mean you're still i don't know where you get to 110 unless your games division goes insane and takes off big time but that doesn't seem to be happening right yeah i i mean i don't know um it's one of those things that's really difficult to know exactly i mean a leak like this is one of those things that kind of gives you some visibility into it but right because this isn't this isn't stuff they were thinking they were going to present to the public right this is internal correspondence yeah so it it, who knows you know maybe if if game pass doesn't ultimately pay off um maybe you you or and phil can't uh, find another way to, you know, continue to make that revenue. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, does, uh, I can't remember his name. Does he really care? Mr. Nutella. Mr. Nutella. Does he really care how many Games Pass subscriptions there are? No. All he cares about is that Microsoft, uh, that Xbox is making 
X amount of money and, you know, fill the pitches that they're going to make it through this many Game Pass subscriptions. But if he, if like that's, that doesn't pan out right and Phil pivots and they make money some other way, that's all he's going to care about. That was actually one of the interesting parts is if, if the numbers are to be believed and, you know, I don't know why they would be bullshitting in internal documents, but uh, one of the things they laid out in these documents is that like the their previous fiscal year, it was like sometime 2022 to 2023, mm-hmm. um, Microsoft had made like... Um, uh, it was like on their revenue, they made like a 12% profit, the Xbox division. Mm-hmm. Okay. And PlayStation had made like a 7% profit. And and that one's actually misleading because they bought Bungie for like 3 or $4 billion. So their profits were actually better than Microsoft if you eliminate that. Sure, sure. Um, and then the one that's actually like not surprising because they're using hardware from the 1970s, but Nintendo's operating on like a 25% profit, which is, this is all based on Microsoft's internal data, but I don't know why they would, why would that be fraudulent? You know? Right, right. Um, but it is, it is interesting like how much, you know, it's like how much better Nintendo is at this than <laughs> everyone else, but... Well, Nintendo's first party game. I mean, that's what you're there for, right? Right. And we've talked this to death, but. And actually, to be fair, PlayStation's doing better than Nintendo again, but they bought Bungie, so they made their numbers look worse than they actually are. Sure, sure. I will tell you, Alex, I was sitting, I don't know why today of all days, but I was sitting there and I was like, maybe I could ask for a PS5 for Christmas. <laughs> you know what's interesting? One. <laughs> I don't know if it was a Final Fantasy itch. Well, I was going to tell you. Entirely possible. I was going to tell you, you know how uh, Rebirth is coming out in February? They're doing a thing right now where if you pre-order Rebirth, they give you remake for free. So that's a pretty good deal. Mm. Um, Very interesting. And it's like the complete package with the integrated DLC and all that. Hmm. But um, So that, I mean, that's a pretty great deal right there. And then they also had some sort of thing going on where if you buy a PS5 over the next month, you can pick from a list of games and just get one for free on like digitally. Because oh. I really don't know that there's anything else that I'd be like, ooh, got to play that because I'm so unplugged from everything now. Well, but. I mean, in terms of like Sony first party, I mean, you have the Spider-Man games. Um, I've heard those are supposed to be good. Supposed to, those are great. Uh, you have the God of War games, which are supposed to be great. You have the Horizon stuff. I mean, there's, you know, it's like Sony's first party is stacked. Right? No, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I played, uh, I never finished it, the uh, first of the, the Dad of War ones, mm-hmm. where you're getting yeah, the Norse stuff. I played stuff. the first one. I didn't finish it. it I don't remember game. why. I really enjoyed it. I just kind of set it down for some whatever reason, and then you never go back to it. But Yeah, I like Dad of War. Dad of War was fun. I haven't played the second one, but I'll get around to it at some Ragnarok, point. Ragnarok, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bird, it's supposed to be good. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like, the, and this is the, this is what Sony and Nintendo have going for them that Microsoft doesn't, is that every time a first party game comes out from those companies, you're like, oh, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. You know? Whereas every time something comes out from Microsoft, you're like, ooh, is it going to be bad? I hope it's not going to be bad. <laughs> it's be good this time. Um, well, Starfield's been out for what? And people seem happy with Starfield. People seem happy. I haven't had any desire to jump in, so... 
I think it's kind of like what I've heard is if you like a Bethesda game, you're going to like it. It's a Bethesda game. If you don't like Bethesda games, you're probably not going to like it. And you like Bethesda games, no, so you would probably them. like it. Um, I, I think what the, the main knock I've kind of heard is one... Their engine is so out of date over there. A lot of the NPCs have very, like, the dead eyes, and they just, like, mm. stare at you, and the animations look out of date when it comes to certain things. Sure. And unfortunately, that's just the reality of using an engine that was, like, originally created for, what, a 360 or something? Right. Um, and, and they probably, you know, really do need to update their technology. Because when you, when you play something like a... Even the first Horizon is such an incredibly beautiful game. And even that game got knocked a little bit for the facial animations being a little bit on the simplistic side. And Forbidden West just looks unbelievably incredible. Um, so they, they fixed a lot of that type of stuff. But, you know, it's like, look, you, you when a game comes from a first-party studio, you have rightfully that you're expecting a certain level of quality. Yeah, there are certain expectations that need to be met. Um, but anyway, it's still reviewing well. I mean, I think I saw it was like an 83 or an 84 on Metacritic. I mean, that's a good game. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I wish the scoring would go away. You know, I wish like every single review site or whatever would just get rid of scores. I don't like scores. I, one, you know, when there's a score, you tend to just not read the review or maybe you skim it. And two... I don't like that a lot of these companies tie like um, bonuses into how the game reviews. I think that's yeah. bullshit because then you're putting pressure almost on the reviewers like, oh, if I go and review this game like a five, am I like I'm, taking money? Out I'm of someone's taking pocket? money out of someone's pocket. Right. And the other yeah. thing on these sites is certain, you know, certain websites. Uh, no one really knows the algorithm. But certain websites, their reviews are weighted much uh, higher on the average. So, like, IGN's review matters much more than some review from Joe Schmo's random gaming website. Sure. You know? Well, an IGN doesn't rate anything below a 7, so. Starfield got a 7. Mm-hmm. So, so and that's basically exa- dog shit, And then. that's an example where it's like that actually does dramatically hurt their average. So Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm all over the place as always, but there was a lot of stuff in there. I mean, um, I think some of the most interesting stuff was, I think they said the average revenue they're making off a game pass subscriber was like just over $9 a person, uh, from the game pass subscription. So that's taking into account, you know, people like me who have signed up in such a way where i'm paying like three dollars a month or something right or maybe other people who are paying for it on you know some sort of sale or something right so because the normal place is 15 Mm -hmm. so if you're paying nine if they're getting about just over nine per person it's like they're not making 15 but they're still honestly they're making more than i thought they were but which which probably just shows you how many people sign up and then just forget Forget. yeah well because that's what Um, nine a month nine dollars a month Right. Okay. Just over nine a month. So that's what per year? So per year they'd be making, based on their subscriber base, like close to, um, is that, wouldn't that be like close to $3 billion? No, I'm just trying to figure what it is per person per year. What's 12 oh. times 9? 108? Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. So that's what? Two games? Mm-hmm. Not even. No, I games mean, what now? 
70 for a, for a top end game. Yeah, I mean, if you if you use Game Pass, oh, it's, it's a great deal. An unbeatable value. Even if you're paying 15 a month, if you're playing games on it. If you're somebody who normally would go out and buy like three or four games a year, yeah, it's great. Oh yeah. No, value-wise it's I mean, I was it's again, I wanted to tie this into other stuff too, but if you compare it to the prices of TV streaming services like your Netflix or your Hulu's or something, it blows them out of the water. But all this stuff, we're, we're seeing the bubble burst and a lot of this stuff where all the prices are starting to get jacked up. Well, mm-hmm. and Netflix just needs to like, when they're still making a fuck ton of money, you're not just making record profits anymore. They just have, and I know we're all over the place, but that's that's the show. Well, if you're still listening, you should know this. There's just so much garbage. Like, I don't scroll through Netflix. I've said mm-hmm. this before. I'm on Netflix for like three things. More so because now Izzy's watching stuff on there. But, um, and oof. Some of those animated shows on there are brutal. Mm. But, like, I know some people will just sit there, like, and scroll through and be like, what's on here? What's on here? What's on here? We, uh, we You'll don't watch, really watch do anything, that. yeah. Right. Because most of it looks like dog shit. I, I find that... So for, like, the tent pole stuff that they have. Yeah, I, I find when I, go, when I go on Netflix, I think when I see their original stuff, it does look all, like, it's, like, 99% trash looking. Um, but I also think Netflix still has the best, one of the best catalogs just in terms of general content that's on any streaming service. I would say like Netflix and probably Hulu, I think have the best content bases. Mm. And then, you know, the, the clear worst is probably Amazon prime. There's nothing on Amazon prime. No. Other than maybe like the boys. Uh, no, th- there is Clarkson's Farm. Okay. We like that stuff. No one else gives a shit about that. And I like um, Good Omens, but I and and I haven't. I've never even gotten on Peacock. I don't know what's on there. I we have it. We got it for like they had a deal where you could get it for like a dollar a month at the and end if, of last year. If you watch WWE, Peacock's great. No, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I have not turned it on yet. There's a few. I think. Uh, a couple movies streaming on there that I was like, oh, okay, I want to watch like the latest Wes Anderson movie, and I think it's on Peacock. So I was like, okay, I can get my money's worth there. But I haven't turned it on at all. Have you? I feel like I turned it on for like one thing. I it's... feel like, you know, The Office is on there, and if I have like an itch to watch The Office, great. Well, and I'm just keeping an eye on it for when like the promotional rate Oh, yeah, expires. get rid of it immediately. I, I did hear, though, that they're looking to reboot The Office. Oh boy. Okay. Just like why? 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 I'd known IP. That's what's so frustrating though. Like I don't want to watch new characters. I liked the old people. And once like, you know, they left, it was I don't want to watch this anymore. Well, and I think it sounded very whiny there. Sorry. Yeah. That's what's to agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really did. Being a whiny bitch tonight, Erica. I I think that that the the content of that show would not do as well today. No, no. Some yeah. of the things in those first few seasons, it's like you could not do that now. No, no. What was the TV show? Oh, I remember. Were we talking about this on here? You could not have Scrubs today. 
That show, the way it was written, would I not fly anymore. I don't think we anymore. ever talked about that here. You guys may have talked I, about that. Yeah, I can't remember who I talked about it with. Because you watch Scrubs, right? I haven't I seen did, an yeah. episode Scrubs, of Scrubs. Scrubs was hilarious, but like 90% of Scrubs, I swear, was gay jokes. Like, it was like the one doctor, remember, what was his name? He would just spend the whole time making gay jokes about the one guy. He wasn't actually gay, but like everything was like you're a sissy and well, right, derogatory, right, 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 yeah. right yeah. That was the whole show. No, the specific episode of The Office I'm thinking of is like the first episode of season three, where Michael outs one of his coworkers oh. and then like forcibly kisses him at the end of the episode. <laughs> Though Oscar at the end, he's just kind of like, yeah, you know, I got like a month's paid vacation going to Europe because this guy's an asshole. So. <laughs> Kind of worked out. It kind of worked out. It's the last he's like, so kids, sometimes it pays to be gay. <laughs> well, and some of these shows have been running so long. Like, go back and watch the first few seasons of It's Always Sunny. I was just going to say, there's some stuff in there that you're like, wow, guys. Mm-hmm. And, wow. And, they can, and they can kind of get away with it because the, the characters are not ever portrayed as good people. No, they're right? monsters. They're always, right. from day one, they're portrayed as ma- terrible human beings. But so even them as, like, the people who create it are like, yeah, we can, there's some stuff we're not, we're not going to say or do anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scrubs is great, though. I remember I really liking the first Scrubs. Six seasons of The Office are fucking great. Well, so it's just funny how some shows, like, you know, Friends maybe had a few off-color jokes here or there, but in general, like, Friends is a very non-offensive show, right? I think it's the same. There's a lot of the derogatory gay stuff in there. Is there? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, there was that. But it's a different time and a well, place, right? It's the nineties. Sure. You there, have to you have to it, view it through that lens. It was it was this weird period of time, which doesn't necessarily make it okay. I don't mean to cut you off, but it's just that was more accepted then. We're a little bit more whatever now. I, I think there was a there was a stretch of time where. I think what TV shows thought they were doing was trying to trying to incorporate the gay community into the shows in a way that's like that they thought was kind of fun and like okay we're going to take the piss out of it a little bit. And None of you get to be main characters on our like an actual person on our show. Yeah. And, but and right. I mean, you know, and it's like cuz you go back to it I mean, go back to Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, uh I haven't watched that in a very long time, but I don't remember anything in that episode. You've watched Seinfeld more recently than I have. I don't remember there and I'm sure there's shit in there that is. I don't remember that episode like anything Hanging for now. No, not because honestly, just, to that not that there's anything wrong with that was kind of like. Well, but yeah. but I, I I feel like that's what that's what a lot of that's what a lot of the humor was trying to to do to get to was sure. to 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 be like, look, they're, they're just normal people. We're you know whatever. There were there's clearly shows that that were just being cruel, sure. but I I. I you know, in retrospect, you look at it and you're like, well, mm, that, especially like South Park and a lot of the stuff South Park did, um, you know, I get the sense from what I've seen in like interviews and stuff with Matt and Trey that 
they were they genuinely were just they 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 meant no harm they I, they were being harmful in some in some of the things they did but that's how you know television has evolved through those years and i think there you know at least a, a good number of shows have learned um how better to approach it well and you're having more diverse writers rooms now, mm-hmm. right like so you are seeing the representation handled a little bit better on shows because it's like right. you have people who are like, well, actually, that's not the way anyone talks right. about anything. <laughs> so maybe let's let's not do that. Mm-hmm. So our flag means death. Back in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I, I kind of wanted to tie in the Xbox stuff, and you know. It's interesting because they talked about some of the stuff in that leak was how they were basically projecting out what it would cost them to get certain games onto Game Pass, mm-hmm. like speculated, and they would they didn't know for sure. But it was stuff like um, you know, there was that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game, and then there was the second one, Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. Did you play a little bit of that Fallen Order game? Yes. What'd you think? Uh, I mean, you didn't move forward with it. I so. got a couple hours in. It was fine. Yeah, it was a good yeah. game. Did you um, play it through? Mm-hmm. It was a good game. Not amazing or anything, but good. Diverting. And, you know, for I, example... Oh, go ahead. Neither case. I just have zero interest in anything Star Wars anymore. I just... I don't care. My dad has... like Because he still likes it. And he has um, Disney Plus. So he watched... I think he watched... Was it Andor? He watched Obi-Wan. And he said those were good. And he's like, oh, you should watch them. And I'm in the same boat as you. I just... I do not care. I think it just depends on what it is. I I feel like um I didn't care that much about the story in Fallen Order, for example, just because I, you know, it's like the main character is that one guy from Seamus or Shame Shameless. Seamus. I'm thinking of another redheaded guy. Um uh, are you okay, Erica? You popped her. Every episode I get her somehow. On accident this time. There it is. Unexpected. Um, I didn't spit up all over myself. Um, Almost. It was a close thing. But, you know, it's the, the redheaded guy from Shameless. I don't know his name. I think he was on Gotham, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the actor. Um, It's like... Damn, I don't know his name. The it character's name is Cal Kestis or something, I think. But I wasn't that... I'm not in that into that actor. He doesn't really do anything for me. And he's like kind of... Doesn't, doesn't really have that much charisma to me, you know? And uh, I so I thought the story in the game was fine, but the gameplay was fun. Like it was a fun game, um, but it was just interesting. You know, they were talking about you know their speculation was if they wanted to get Jedi Survivor on Game Pass day one, it would cost them three hundred million dollars. And when you think about it through that lens, that means one tenth of their revenue would be taken up from game pass just to get that one game yeah and that shows you how expensive it is to get Mm -hmm. like actual like triple a titles and that's why i think game pass tends to be more of like a a or double a service along with whatever microsoft puts out which in theory should be triple a games but you know often isn't um (laughs) i thought you have opinions on sure uh 
but it just it just kind of shows you, you know, and I think there was like another one, like the new Assassin's Creed. They were talking about, oh, that would take like a hundred million or something. Was the speculation? Mm-hmm. And so all these What's games the new are Assassin's Creed. Hmm? What's the new one? It's like I think it's called Mirage. I don't know where it's set. A desert or something. I think it's supposed to be more of like a going back to the old school style of Assassin's Creeds, whereas like the current ones, a lot of them have been like these hundred hour fucking expose everything on the map games. Mm. But the uh, question marks. The question marks. Fucking question mark. They drive me crazy. Those fucking sirens. Um, Can I just get the goddamn treasure chests in the goddamn water? (laughs) Must you destroy my boat every time? <laughs> but I, I just thought it was interesting kind of seeing like how much this stuff costs to get. Mm-hmm. And also just like one, I mean, obviously everyone knows this, but of course, but right now they're in that phase where they're just trying to get as many people on game pass as possible. And as long as they're in that phase is actually good for the consumer because once they feel they've plateaued, yep. that's when they're just going to start jacking the price mm-hmm. up. And I think that's what we're seeing with all the, you know, Netflixes and Hulus and whatever, is they've signed up everyone they're ever going to sign up, mm-hmm. you know, a certain amount of churn. But generally, you've signed up kind of everyone you're going to. It was like with so, uh, WWE Network, remember, where it was like, this is a great deal. You're giving away all the pay-per-views, even WrestleMania, for 10 bucks yeah. a month? Okay. nine ninety nine. 9.99, excuse me. Well, WWE Network even got kind of cheaper in a way because they did that whole thing where they sold it to Peacock. They sold the content to Peacock, and if you, like... Peacock, for the longest time, was just free if you had Comcast. Well, don't you have to buy... Do you have to buy, like, the big pay-per-views now, or no? No, I think it's just on... I think it's all on Peacock. It's fucking insane. And but I, it was, like, WrestleMania itself is, what, 60 bucks? Right. Like, those pay-per-views are expensive. That's why the network was always a no-brainer. But I also thought... I thought they made a mistake. I don't think they should have put the big stuff on the network. Mm-hmm. And I think long term with something like Game Pass, I like not from a consumer perspective, but from a business perspective, I think Sony is being a lot smarter because they're not devaluing their first party, mm-hmm. right? They're putting stuff on PlayStation Plus Extra or whatever it's called. But they'll put like whatever. Like I put Ra- I played like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. But that didn't go on that right away. It went on it like a year later or something or two years later, whatever it was. And, you know, that's kind of like Horizon Forbidden West is on there. That went on there a year or two later. Mm-hmm. And that so makes more sense to me personally. Yeah. And then you kind of fill the service with your double A, single A titles from third parties. Well, then you got the back catalog too. Right. And, and you, like, slowly put games on there, but you let them get their, you know, you get the big payday on getting the $70 out of people. And, and I noticed what Microsoft started to do with a lot of games, like Starfield, is they'll do, like, a, oh, you could pay $30 and get, like, some little bits of DLC or microtransactions or whatever and get, like, five days early access and a bunch of suckers buy that. So they'll make a bunch of money off people being dumb and impatient. Sure. Um... And then you have the people who just will buy the game anyway, for some reason. Uh, But, you know, it's just, I don't think it's a sustainable business model as it is. Especially if they're, it's it's a weird thing because if they dump a bunch of money in development to make way better games in theory, well, 
then you're probably hemorrhaging even more money on it. You've just got better games on the service. Mm-hmm. But if the games on the service aren't that great, but you spend less money on them, then you probably sign up less people. So... I mean, we've talked about it in here before. I mean, it's you have to have good games. If the games aren't good... I mean, you do have... There's a back catalog. There's like... Sure, well, and there's the a one? shitload of stuff on there. There's a lot of good games on Game Pass. Was it Tunic? Runic? The yeah, one with the little fox? That was yeah, I fun. I that one. Um, I never finished it. I got to a boss that, that a frustrated game. me, and I was like, fuck this. But I did very much enjoy it. I liked how you could like... And, and that's an example of like a single-A game that they probably didn't have to pay that much money right. to get on the service day one. But it's a little something that's like, ooh, okay. But it's still okay. a good game. Very good game. Added mm-hmm. bonus to having like something I probably never would have played if I didn't. we didn't have a Game Pass. Yeah. And it's like, look at, it's like, I love all the Yakuza games. I would have never played those games if those weren't on Game Pass. And that's probably an example of like a double A title, you know. I mean, Hades. Um, I spent a lot of time with Hades mm-hmm. and that was on Game Pass. Well, Hades is a little different because, yeah, that's like, that's like a double A title, I guess, or a single A title, but that didn't go on Game Pass right away. That went on Game Pass like a year later or mm-hmm. something. Well, then it came So off. then you already know like, okay, this is a great game. This is outstanding, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't, I like, I think Sony's business model is better from a pure money-making perspective and it also still allows them to dump a bunch of money into their games because remember, that was part of the stuff that got, it got like poorly redacted in the FCC case. <laughs> remember this? Where they like, Sony gave them a bunch of information and then they were supposed to redact it, but they redacted it with like this black marker that you could just see through. Like it was, I remember it was like, horrendous. I worked in a law office like a uh, part time a long, long time ago and they would give you, uh, they had a marker that they would like use to redact thing. And I remember going over and I looked and I'm like, you guys need a different marker. <laughs> like this did nothing. I can see everything on here. Like this, we need yeah. better, mar- like get a better marker. Like what this are we- is the special redacted marker? Like what are we doing? Uh, no, it isn't. Get rid of this marker. And and that was remember how it was like oh Last of Us two and Horizon Forbidden West both those games cost like three hundred million dollars to make yeah so each so it's like you know them getting whatever they make right out of the gate when you sell the game for seventy a pop and you sell five ten million copies whatever and then you drop it on your subscription service later probably makes a lot more sense than just putting it right on I, the subscription service I generally agree with you. The the problem is Microsoft knows their games aren't as good as Sony's. Right. So they can't sell them. They would never be able to sell them for for that seventy dollar price tag and get a, and and actually make a lot of sales. The only reason people pick up a lot of Microsoft games is because it is on Game Pass. Now now if. I, and I think you're completely right that as Microsoft, if they finally can turn the ship around and start making quality games, they're probably going to adjust their model to be, uh, you'll probably get like one or two, if, assuming they can do it, you probably get like one or two really high quality games that come out on Game Pass. And once they feel confident that they can reproduce it, then you're going to see, you know, that third, second or third or fourth game that their confidence really good. Oh, maybe that's not going to come out on Game Pass Day 1. 
maybe you're going to have to pay extra for it. It's very funny to think that, like, Microsoft can't put out, like, three good games a year. No. And they've bought up so much. Not good, necessarily. But, like, you know what I mean. Like, the high quality, like... Mm -hmm like a Sony first person game and they have bought up so much so it's just like what are y'all doing over there what's going on the management's very bad of their games division is very bad there's no other way to look at it they mm. don't know what's going on yeah it's, maybe uh, just too much freedom maybe that's what the problem is I, it's it's really it's kind of crazy it's really bizarre and you know so there's there's something wrong over there and maybe it's two hands off maybe in some way in other places it's two hands on maybe you know their their lead creatives just are not very good at what they do you I know it's possible it's there's a lot of possibilities yeah i mean it's, it's, so it's hard it, it's hard to speculate but um as long as as long as microsoft has the inferior product you have to the the goal is sell for less but sell more and you know that's really your only option it's like you know if if i want a dresser right i could go to a quality local furnish or furniture store and spend you know three thousand dollars on a dresser um or i go to walmart and get one for 150 dollars we're not buying anything from walmart anyway but you know it's like you know what he means. I know what he means. You're right. It would be IKEA. Um, <laughs> I was about to say. But yeah, so does REI sell furniture? Them money than the fucking Waltons family. Um, but so yeah, I mean, it, they're, those they're different economics. Is what they're playing different games. Um, they're in the same space, but they're trying they're trying to hit different marks. Well, yeah, Microsoft is definitely much more services focused at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Sony is definitely like, we need the big tentpole games. That's where we make our money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to this point, Sony's strategy is clearly far superior because they're moving so many more consoles, you know? So, and they're still making a lot of the money on services. We don't know how much because they didn't have their shit leak, <laughs> but you know, they're still making a shitload of money. On I just, services. I mean, it's been a while since I've looked into it because I don't care. But I remember the last time I was, you know, gaming a lot. And I, I remember looking at the, the Sony subscription services and I was like, but why? <laughs> you know, none of them seem terribly good. Uh, I mean, they're pretty much the equivalent of the Xbox ones. So Microsoft, so they've, they're eliminated Xbox Live Gold. Now they're calling it Game Pass Core. Mm -hmm. so it's basically the same thing though so it's like you have game pass core which will just be a certain amount of games that are in game pass like 20 or 30 of them maybe and online multiplayer which is what xbox live gold was right and then you have xbox game pass which is whatever games are on xbox game pass and then you have game pass ultimate which is game pass for xbox and pc and the xbox live gold so the online multiplayer right so all of that is combined in the Game Pass Ultimate. And, and that's, that's kind what you of guys like have, that's yes. that's yes, that's like the best value. Especially when you stack up the um 
you what you used to be able to do was you could buy three years of xbox live gold and then you would convert it all over into ultimate mm-hmm. at a one-to-one rate they've changed it so now it's a three to two rate so it's still better than just buying it like just paying monthly for ultimate but it's not as good as it was yeah but it does make it more it makes it it makes you think twice about buying up that much sure you know like it's going to cost you more than it it's going to cost you more and you know it's like at the price we i i, I paid for it early this year you know it's kind of like a no-brainer but if at the new rate it's like Mm, I you know I really don't get that much value out of it right now. Right? Why you know? So it it's almost better for me not to to keep it onward. You know, to keep it have it expire, and then just when I happen to get on, if I want it, you know, renew. So it's it you know the economics are interesting. So so the the comparison to Sony's offerings are they have like PlayStation Plus essentials which is the online multiplayer one with some free games they have playstation plus extra which is their game pass equivalent mm-hmm. and then they have a um, game they have playstation plus i can't remember what the top level is but the top level is the is the other two plus like access to a bunch of old ps2 and ps3 games um and the top ones like you know it's like if you if you love those games whatever but most people i would say get the lower two so they all they kind of all have their similarly priced and positioned services, um, but I, there was some interesting, there was some other interesting stuff like I thought more people bought Series X's, but actually seventy five percent of so this generation they've sold seventy five percent of them have been Series S's, the cheaper model. And only 25% have been the Series X. And I was like, that's kind of surprising. I didn't realize that many, like, such a high percentage was buying the Series S. Doesn't surprise me. I was going to say, I don't, I'm not, that's not super surprising either. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, unless. Because how many people have, like, the high end TV and have the eye, really? Because you'll notice shit, right? You'll sure. talk about stuff and you're like, oh, it looks like it's a, a PowerPoint presentation. And you'll show me and I'm like, that looks fucking normal, man. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It looks normal to me. And I think the majority of people are like that. Yeah. So they're like, why am I going to spend more? You know? And most people really, in 2023, most people don't give a crap about a disc. Especially because you, you end up re-downloading the entire game in a DLC anyway yeah. or a patch you know though I mean you should pick up physical media where you can we do that with movies at least try to well it does suck right from like a preservation perspective um, yeah that you know because any any time they could just decide to pull your access to a game mm-hmm. you know well and that's kind of we were talking about this not too long ago about you know somebody getting perma banned and like we talked about that on one of the episodes was it one of the episodes maybe three or four week uh episodes ago i mean that's the thing with games you're you're really only buying access right you know you're not well that's what a lot of people don't understand though they think especially with like i saw somebody um 
they pulled something off of Amazon and they were like, but I bought these episodes. And like, no, you bought the license to view the episodes. You don't actually own the episodes. Mm -hmm. And now they don't have the rights to show it anymore. You don't have the rights to view it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's kind of related. I was wondering about this too, because, you know, if you remember a while ago, Phil Spencer was talking about, and I don't think he's wrong about this, how they, they, lost the worst generation to ever lose maybe in the history of video games when they bundled the xbox one so bad bungled it um because that was, was when that like when they were like "Ooh, it's like tv 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 tv, TV. we're yeah. gonna bundle in the connect it's a hundred dollars more expensive than a ps4 hilarious mismanagement hilarious well, i remember like that was the don matrick era that guy was a clown i remember watching that and just being like who thought this was a good but idea? what about your games? Yeah. Because it's a gaming console. Well, and the funny thing is, they weren't exactly wrong about where things were going in terms of your Xbox being the center of your entertainment system. Oh, no, and system. that is kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. But it's a smart... the way they presented it was yeah. so bad. Yeah. Right. Because if you just want something for TV and movies, well, it would just make the most sense to just buy a Roku. Mm-hmm. You know, or use the built-in options on your TV. Mm-hmm. You're buying an Xbox in theory because you want the ability to play games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, one of the things he kind of said was it was such a bad generation to lose because a lot of people, you know, are kind of have a lot of platform loyalty now just because you built up your digital libraries on a given system, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have all these people who bought a shitload of games on their PlayStation account. And so they just went from the PS4 to the PS5 because it's like, hey, here's my whole library that just kind of moves over with me. Right. I don't yeah. want to lose all the stuff and have to buy right. it all over again. And maybe and maybe 95% of that might be games you may never even touch again or even think about touching. But, but it's still but the it's back still of your like mind. But it's still in your head that yeah. you bought all that stuff. And I don't really... I don't feel that because, again, I, I can kind of acknowledge like, okay, I'm not probably going to play the majority of this ever again. But... I know a lot of people do. And also, I feel, I mean, I feel more loyal to like wherever my friends are. Right. That's like my platform stickiness, sure. if sure. you will, is where are my friends? Because I don't, it's like a PlayStation, Xbox, at the end of the day, they're basically the same fucking machine. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I find the Xbox's interface a little bit nicer, but I'm also probably more used to it. But that's also where your people um, are, though. Right? right. That's what I really care yeah. about. Um, But where I was bringing it up from is the perspective of that's another potential long-term issue that Game Pass may cause, which is that you're not really owning anything. You're just like paying a subscription for access to them. So you've got all these people on their PS5s. They're buying The Last of Us. They're buying Ratchet and Clank. They're buying fucking Spider-Man, God of War, whatever else. All these Sony first-party games. They're buying all these games and they're building up their digital library more and more and more. Meanwhile, I haven't bought shit on Xbox on fucking in years. So and there's no nothing stopping. There's me nothing from like jumping. really keeping me from switching because I didn't really buy anything, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's a potential issue as well. Could be for sure. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's like am I leaving like all? The, I mean, and I know some people have to uh, they sell the old console to get the new console, right? But you want your digital library to to come with you. 
Well, especially like last time when you could sell a freaking Xbox or PlayStation for like $350 and shit. That was wild. That was crazy. You know what's funny about, you know, the last generation? I think it was, was was it the PS3 was the one where the, the campaign was it only does everything? I don't remember. Maybe. That was a great campaign. You know what that was, was one awesome. Of, you know it was one of the all-time marketing campaigns. Do you remember Halo Three when they did like the dioramas mm-hmm. with the old guys talking about fighting alongside Master Chief? That was like an all-time. Marketing I had like campaign. never fucking. I hadn't touched any of the Halo games. Maybe at your house for five minutes and been like, "This isn't for me." I remember watching those and like getting teary-eyed about it because oh, yeah. it was just like, or there was that one with the kids. In the grass, at night, talking to each other about, like, the war or some shit. And it was like, wait, wait, what the fuck, Microsoft? Jesus Christ. You know what else had a really good marketing campaign? Uh, Mass Effect 2 had a great marketing campaign. I remember some good trailers. I remember they the bad. I remember the bi- the bad live action camp videos they made, where it was like everyone looked like a cartoon character. <laughs> I don't remember. It was that. Like was... the bad. It was like the bad cosplay. Yeah, it was really bad. Was, yeah. I just very. I don't remember those. I remember the Halo Three ad campaign. Yeah, I just remember like the old guy saying something like, you know, it was like we knew Master Chief was still. Or something like that. Or very like that. Yeah, they did a very good job. Yeah, with the that. writing, the acting, it was incredible. When they actually like put care and effort into the franchise. <laughs> yeah, those days are long gone. Because <laughs> that when did Halo Three come out? That's oh, that's, that's a an old time ago. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. What, what, what was the, the tagline? Was it finish the fight? Something like that. Which yeah, is like that get the right. fuck out of here. That's perfect. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. What are the other really memorable, like, video game campaign or, uh, like, marketing campaigns? I'll just tell you the couple that stick out that I remember. And I don't know if they were good or not. They just caught my eye. I remember the first advertisings, uh, advertisements I saw on TV. Starting to see advertisements for video games right around, like, 96, 97, I want to say. Because I very distinctly remember seeing ads for Final Fantasy 7 and mm-hmm. being like I want to go to there um and I remember ads for uh, uh Ocarina of Time and it's, being like again I want to go to there it's too bad you can't go watch any of the stuff they've been putting out there for Rebirth because you haven't played re- Remake yet <laughs> but like the videos they've been putting out for Rebirth are like ooh good stuff ooh, this looks so good <laughs> Um, Maybe this winter, if you, you would be so kind as to lend me the PS5. I am very kind. You are kind. Am I not merciful? <laughs> am, I, am I not merciful? <laughs> we God, have that on a... 4K and we haven't watched it yet, uh, and we need to. I, I, was about, I was waiting for you to say Bob hasn't seen Gladiator. No, Bob's seen Gladiator. I was about to jump over this table. Bob, <laughs> Alex was going to flip the fucking table in fury. Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix were unreal in that movie. That's just a great fucking movie. What just... did I see? Was that... Which Scott brother was that? Was that Tony? No, that's Ridley. Okay. 
Tony was like Man on Fire and oh, shit I like love that. Man on Fire, man. No, that's a good movie. You get Denzel in a movie like that. It's like that yeah. was that might have been yeah. the Tony Scott movie. Uh, I'm trying to think what else has he done because I loved Man on Fire. Oh, I can't remember anything off the top of my head, but that was like his kind of jam. Ridley always did more or does. Man's still alive. I shouldn't talk like he's dead. A little bit more of the like highbrow. Eh, we don't even know that I eh, higher. High yeah, higher end is probably what I would say. And Tony got a little bit more in the dirt. Well, Tony, a little grimier. I mean, Tony's got Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop, Days of Thunder. So he likes some cheese ball. Yeah. Did he direct the original Top Gun? That's what it says. He, Man, he is responsible for the gayest volleyball like scene in the history of cinema. Man on Fire is definitely a cheesy movie. Oh, very much so. Playing, I haven't playing seen Man on Fire. The boys. Oh, Man on Fire is so good. It's good, but I don't think that's one you can get mad at. Him I can't for. get mad, but... Because it's, it's not one of those like foundational staples that like how did you miss this no tony it's incredible tony scott did he did like a, a series of denzel movies oh he loves denzel yeah him and denzel had a lot of fun well tony's gone now tony did die oh, a few years 2012. ago 2012 yeah oh yeah, wow. more than a few years ago 11 years ago fuck mm-hmm. that sucks Ooh, enemy of the state that was uh will smith and gene hackman that's one of gene hackman's last acting roles i believe yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. The 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 cooking day or whatever, Hooters wings and all that, cookies. Now it's a triple. Man on fire. I love that movie. Oh, we gonna throw that on there too? Yeah, it's triple. We're watching right. three movies one day, Bob kills himself. So Yeah, but Man on Fire is from that era where movies were like ninety minutes long. So here's the thing, Alex. Maybe we can rent a treadmill for that day. Oh, and I can I can run the whole I'll time run on the treadmill the whole time we watch these movies because RoboCop's what RoboCop feels like a taut 90. Yeah, that's not a that long of a movie. Same with Street Fighter. Street Fighter might not even make 90 <laughs> if memory serves. I don't know if that was a struggle to get to the hour and a half mark, but honestly, it would be like just watching one normal movie that they release now. <laughs> We could watch three movies and we'll be like, well, that was actually quite a short, enjoyable experience. That's true. It'd be like watching Inception one time. Right. Uh, but Inception moves. You never Ooh. feel like you're sitting there with Inception. You know what I finally watched, speaking of Christopher Nolan? Uh, Memento. What'd you think? I, I liked it. It was really good. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. Did you see Memento? Long time ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah but it's solid. It. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christopher Nolan loves his timey-wimey horseshit. Loves it. His wibbly wobbly timey wimey garbage. <laughs> hey, you know what? Man likes his themes. You know, hey, you've got your motifs. You he got knows, your shit. He knows his strengths. You do your thing. It's all right. He knows his strengths. I like uh, what's his name, Joe uh, Pantoliano. Yeah, Joey yeah, Pants. Yeah. He's God, great. He was so great on The Sopranos. What a great what a, character what a actor. Piece oh, of shit. he was the worst. He's so good at the slimy piece of shit actor. That role, I mean. <laughs> Matrix. No, but I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same thing. With the bad mustache. He was so slimy. Oh, yeah. Movie. He was slimy. That's the thing. That is the only problem with a guy like that is he's so great, but the moment he shows up, you're like, oh, you're a piece of shit. Like, every movie <laughs> he's in, he's a piece of shit. He's never not. Well, that's why, like, in, uh, what was it? Um, Knives Out. 
that movie. They have uh, uh, Chris Evans in that. And you're like, oh, it's Captain America. It's Chris Evans. I don't have to worry about him. <laughs> Actually. Hey, don't go spoiling anything now. I may watch that sometime this century. <laughs> it's a solid movie. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Did um, you watch Glass Onion? I think no, you have to I haven't, watch seen, them I haven't together. seen either of them. They're good. They're fun. The first one's better. I like the first one a lot. I enjoyed the hell out of the second one. Second one was fun. Just for hey, the timeliness of it I all. I think I mentioned this to Erica, but I don't think I said on the podcast, Bob. Mm-hmm. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm-hmm. Quite good. Yeah. Not as good as the first one. I think the first one is the best of the three. But I'd say it goes like one, three, two. Like, sorry, mm. one, three, two. <laughs> you get a little I would, I would buy hey. my uh, measurements there. A were visual off, But one on the audio, I was correct. <laughs> one, three, and two. That's the order. Honestly, everybody that I know that has seen it has said it's it's stands you enjoy, out. You would enjoy it. of the Marvel movies. Yeah, you would enjoy it because it's are, not. They're good. They're good movies. It's right. a good movie. It's not a good Marvel movie. Yeah, and you only to like the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. You only have to have seen Guardians of the Galaxy. You haven't had to have seen like forty five other Marvel movies, right? Because who could possibly fucking care? Anymore? And I will say, by the way, you're talking about Star Wars. I've watched like three or four episodes of the third season of The Mandalorian, and it's good. Oh, see, people told me that it was just like not good. Oh, the three or four. I mean, I can't speak for the whole season. For, from what I've seen, I've enjoyed it. Okay. I had no desire to watch it. I've it came always, and I it mean, went. I've always enjoyed The Mandalorian. I, I really liked the first two I seasons. Think it's, you know, it's different than the other stuff. Right? I will it's say I liked the first season more because it was very. it felt very much like we're over here and we're doing our thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not really tangent. It's it's related to the greater goings on, but we're not. Star Wars isn't sticking its big ass into The Mandalorian. And then in season two, we get young Luke Skywalker showing up. And I got mad about that because I was like, I don't want this in this show. Really? I mean, yeah. okay. I thought the CG work left something to be desired. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. But I'm not even talking about I, that. I thought the appearance was cool, though. And it was just kind of like, I, this is I mean, not Erica, what I want in this like show. It's like when he shows up and starts just slicing through all those droids, it was like, because we never, I know we talked about this before on the podcast, but whatever, we do this shit all the time. It's we been a, never, over 100 episodes. We cannot be expected yeah, to remember everything that we, we've talked about. I know about. we talked about this. I'm sure we I have. I know we talked about this when it happened, but that's the only time in terms of like on screen, like not in some cartoon or something, mm-hmm. but like on an actual like show or movie that we got to see like Jedi Master Luke Skywalker just like train wreck, sure. you know? And I thought that was cool as shit. What'd you think, Bob? I enjoyed it. I'm not saying in the moment I enjoyed it, but I was just kind of like, it's not what I want out of this show. I mean, so what's his name? Uh, Was it Giancarlo Esposito was great on that? Oh, yeah. Moff Gideon. I fucking love him. He's great. He's another one. Get him in everything. He's always a slime bag in everything. He is. He's always a monster. He was talking about in an interview for that. It just came across my feed again where his kids were like, he told his kids, oh, I'm going to be the bad guy on The Mandalorian. They're like, you fucking leave that baby Yoda alone. And he was like, I'm going to fuck that little bastard up. <laughs> <laughs> Kill that little fucking Yoda. No, but I mean, you know me. I like my, you know, big built up hype moments, right? Sure, yeah. And when like that fucking TIE, not TIE fighter, X-Wing comes in. When that, right? That's what they were. 
That's what the rebellion. Yeah, that's what they're playing. Yeah. yeah. The, when the, I'm like not a super big star. No. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. But when that X-wing comes in, you're like, "Holy shit! It's fucking Luke!" <laughs> like, come on, man. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> Luke's there to save all these dorks. <laughs> well, and it wasn't just that. It was the like. Oh, here's Boba Fett, and Boba Fett's gonna have his own show now. And oh, well, here's they, Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson's gonna have her own show. Well, it, clearly, what happened was yes, the Mandalorian was a ridiculous smash hit. Yes, so and we then they to, used it to yeah. spin off other things. But I haven't seen Ahsoka, and I haven't seen the book of Boba Fett. I don't think that like you don't have to have seen those to watch. Oh, the Mandalorian. I don't think that's the case either. I just got annoyed that it was like we had this kind of cool standalone, like. Old West story is basically what it is. And I dug the shit out of that. And then it just like, we had yeah. to make it into another. I think it's kind of like that still. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. I just didn't have any, when it came out, I was just like, eh. I'm not, I'm not being like, oh my God, these four episodes. Oh, no, 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 So no. fucking good. No. Yeah. But I've enjoyed. What You're I've enjoying seen. them. They're diverting. Yeah. I'm just, eh. I'll get to it if I get to it. I mean, I, you know, it's like I generally feel how you guys feel in the sense of like, oh, I'm Star Wars and marveled out because they've shoved so much of it down our throats. But there's certain things, I mean, you know. Well, and it was with Star Wars especially. i got to take the glasses off for this okay. one. What I really didn't are you get... Are you ready to admit that yet that The Last Jedi was a pile of shit? Because when that movie came out, if you'll remember... I enjoy I remember enjoying you it. You defended that movie and I told you it was trash. I remember enjoying it. I liked that it was different. Of course, then. But, but what I was going to say is I don't understand how you have... You know you're going to do a trilogy, right? Sure. We're going to do a trilogy. And we're going to have a bunch of different directors and writers and have no plan. But that's... The no plan thing still blows my mind. <laughs> You guys didn't know what you were going to do movie to movie to movie? What? What? And then just the the at the beginning of that third one being like, yeah, don't worry about that second one. Yeah. We're, we're, we're retconning everything. Don't worry never, about that it. That never happened. And then the emperor is back for some reason. And oh, just and like, by the way, Ray is his granddaughter. Or right. We're going to throw that in there. And it's just like, what? I'm sorry. What? What are we doing? Why? For whom? It was... That came out, wasn't it, like, right after Izzy was born? Because we didn't see that together. No. I went and I saw it with my buddy Sass. And we sat in the theater. And I'm sure I've told this story. But there was nobody else in the theater. Weren't we sick? We may have been sick or it was just like we couldn't... With Baby, it was just hard to get... Mm, Maybe, yeah. Uh, there was one movie we were sick and like we well, last played- jedi i was violently ill that was what that was okay okay but anyway i went we go to the theater and we get we we're like the only people in the theater and like halfway through i look at her and i'm like i have to start talking i'm sorry i don't mean to ruin the movie going experience for you but this is so bad that i need to start talking about it and she looked at me and i'm like i'm really glad you just said that because it's been killing me not to say anything hey, i gotta tell you though i always say this the biggest missed opportunity was that they didn't find some magical force horseshit reason to bring Kylo Ren back from the dead after the last movie. So Adam Driver could just Adam Driver it up. I think Adam he, Driver was very specific in being like, 
I am done. Thank you. I think that dude should be brought back with some better writing because well, he was awesome. In that is movies. not to say that the Disney dump truck doesn't yeah, show up at the I'm house just, one day. Look. And we get the Kylo Ren show. I've seen some of the very B-ish looking movies that he's in lately. I think the I think Star Wars could get Ky- I think they could get Adam Driver back, get him if back they wanted to. Because dude, he was great in those movies. He tried. He, he tried. Did. No, harder. he did. He tried harder than anybody in those movies. I will say though, I mean, it wasn't like anyone was like from the older folks, maybe, but the the new main cast, nobody was sleepwalking. No, they were fine. Everyone but, was trying. But he was great. In well, because he was great. Adam Driver is just a very good actor. Yeah. And I think That's Oscar Isaac is also a very good actor. He just was like, I know what I'm doing. I know where I am, and I'm not going well, he like... he got some of the worst storylines. I'm not going up to 10 here, so... Him and whoever played Finn were really saddled with trash in those movies. Oh, what is his name? Remember remember the one where Oscar Isaac's character... John like, is has a Remember when Oscar Isaac's character in that one... It was, was it the second or third one where he like... I think it's the second one where he like has a mutiny right it's the second they one. take over the fucking ship mm-hmm. and then they like shoot him and take the ship back and they're like actually he's a pretty good guy as they wheel him out i'm like what yeah <laughs> he just tried to take yeah. over this ship from you laura dern what are you talking about you crazy bitch no kill him you know uh, i can uh, i just have to think back to battlestar and you know they did not tolerate mutiny on that show. You got your ass airlocked. <laughs> no, it was Firing Squad. No, they airlocked a few people, too. Oh, they did airlock some the people. the expanse where everyone was getting airlocked. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely remember, was it President Rosalind? Was that her name? Rosalind? Yeah. Yeah. She'd airlock people. You pissed her off, she'd airlock you. Um, I would go back and watch Battlestar Galactica again. It was a great show. I love that show. Hey, well, I that, could just pretend quick, the last season didn't happen. Quick as that, that ending. Adam Driver was a Marine. I did not know that. Interesting. Remember the really... Were you just on his Wikipedia page? Yes, I was. <laughs> Remember those really, like, uncomfortable scenes where Ray and, and Kylo were, like, communicating through the Force, like, from long distances? And he was shirtless? And he was shirtless the whole time. With the really high-waisted And pants. she's, like, trying really hard to focus on this conversation. Well... I mean, I mean, he's, he's a, only he, his marine he's portrait a guy. is amazing. Just so many ears. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> he's a very oddly proportioned human. He, he is. is. He's he a is. really good actor, he's like, though. He's like all upper body. He could be a pro wrestler in a movie. No lower body, all upper body. I think we're due for another like pro wrestling movie, right? There's some. Uh, there's a movie being made about the Von Erichs. Ooh, really? With yeah, it's like the guy, who's the guy from The Bear and Shameless? You know what I'm talking? The about? curly hair. Yeah, I know who yeah, you're yeah. talking about. Him and um, ooh, that's good casting. Yeah. Oh my God, what's his fucking name? I would know him the moment I saw him. What's he in? It's, it's like one of those heartthrob type actors. Heartthrob type actors. I can't remember his fucking name. Not Harry Styles. No. I can't think of what he was in. He was in Baywatch. Remember the Baywatch movie with The Rock? I never saw it. Zac Efron? Zac Efron, yes. He's in it. He got on the roids for this one. I saw a picture 
I was like, oh my god, he's on everything. Now, are we like going for it? Is this like? Oh, being... they're going for okay. it. Okay. Well, because sometimes they like I don't know if we're like telling like the actual story or because who fuck is that a depressing story? Oh yeah, I don't know what they're doing. The Von Erichs. That is a, that, is a that is a sad sad story. Yeah, there there's I know that's coming out at some point. Speaking of, uh, you say we're due for and... another like pro wrestling movie. It's been a minute. Wrestler was a long time <laughs> the ago. Wrestler was incredible. Oh, great movie. Yeah, that's an old. That's probably the best wrestling movie ever. And that's what two thousand nine. I know it's it's I like it's say? a documentary, right? But wrestling with shadows was incredible. I must have seen that. There's no way I you had to. Seen that's that. the one where they followed around Brett the whole time. Yes, yes, yeah, that was good. They caught him fucking coming out of the room after he punched Vince and everything. Isn't that amazing? Like how things work out that they were there. For he just all happened that shit. to be there for that. What was the other one? Was it Beyond the Match where they were following McFoley around? Yeah. I enjoyed that one too. Yeah, that that was they, more a documentary they, too. They were, they were there when Mick got hit in the head by The Rock like 500 times with a steel chair while his children, well, his children were in the, the main front row, row. The front row. Yeah, that was good times. Yeah, that was a good decision. You know what's a great idea? Handcuff my hands behind my back hit and just wail really on my face with a steel chair with a steel in the head. Chair. I can take it. It'll be fine. They should be giving him a paycheck for life for all that shit. Like for what he had done to his body. Yes. Really just that evening. Yeah. Um, And and how he's still alive. Magic. That's one of those people needs to be studied when he dies. For serious. Figure out how his body is held together. But um, we in a prayer. Uh, you know, did you see, uh, I guess, the writers and the studios have reached some sort of agreement? Tentative agreement, I but think. we don't know what it is We yet. don't know anything about it yet from what I've seen. And what what's the one guy's name? Adam Conover? Sure. I'm pronouncing his last name wrong. He was on the um, negotiating he's committee. He's on the board, isn't he, or something? From what I understand, he's presenting at least that he's very happy with the deal. So we'll see. Well, what else are they going to say? We got fucked. I mean, they're not going to say we well, got they're not going to say that, but I think it just the way that they kind of came out, it sounds like they got the majority of what they were asking for. Hopefully they got AI banned. Because you're coming into like Q4 starts in like a week. So. Oh, there's going to be some big uh, droughts in content. Oh, for, for sure. sure. So. And then hopefully, you know, uh, whatever they got, the actors can kind of piggyback off of that, get them back to work and we can. You know, I'm actually... Uh, Start I'm glad... fucking working on Witcher Season 4. Let's go. I'm glad for myself that I brought this up because that just reminded me. What did you guys think of The Rock showing up on SmackDown? Because, well, WWE isn't, you know, these are not... No one's union on this shit, right? Like, in terms of the actor, like the wrestlers, they're not in the actors. But he's in the guild. But he, but he is... He's in SAG. He shouldn't be on anything. So... But it's like, that's where I was kind of wondering because what you thought, because it's like, well, WWE isn't a union production in any way. It's not. So he's not barred from being on it, but it certainly kind of seems like a bad look. I would hope that he had the presence of mind to reach out to, you know, leadership and be like, is this okay for me to do? Um... Because he did, I think he was one of the people who donated a sizable amount of money to, like, one of the funds for the actors or the writers yeah. or whatever. He got a bunch of shit because he, like, him and, remember that video? Did you see the video of him and Oprah, like, 
asking people to donate or something. It's like, why don't you donate, you fuck? Right, you guys have... Oprah, especially. You've got, like... Like, really? You're asking me to donate? Yeah. Sell one of your islands, bitch. You donate. <laughs> you feed these people for the rest of their lives. Yeah, they got a lot of bad press over that. But he got a lot of good press for donating, so... Um, balances out, I guess. Yeah, I mean... I think it's kind of a bad look, personally, but... Bob, what do you think? I think it's... I think it's weird. It's in a gray area. I mean... It's 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 going to be in a gray area in terms of public perception. I'm sure it's very black and white as far as whatever the union obligations I would and, assume, and contract yeah. you know because if if I mean let's face it the rock is not going to risk you know being blacklisted but he also wasn't promoting a movie or anything he right roman no. are gonna wrestle right it, it is some nonsense uh, it is it is weird to me that that wrestling would have been exempt um because it still is television production but but they're not union they're not i mean i think they should be in the actors they should 1000 percent be unionized i mean i don't understand how they're not i mean they, they should be but yeah they would have to want to be right and i don't think there's probably people who do but not enough yeah did you see dolph ziggler got released i did yes he was there a really long time hmm. i think he'll show up in AEW maybe to do something with his brother probably that was always such a shame about him because i really felt like people wanted to cheer for him they really yeah. wanted him to get that get to that next like level but yeah. you're not allowed to do that there unless the boss picks you well and also he was like he was one of those guys who was always able to maintain enough credibility where they could put him in a program with like an upper card guy and it didn't feel ridiculous but he was never a top guy no. well like, when you start for, losing all the for, time sure, when two top lose. guys you start looking like a fucking dork but but I think he's wrestled like more matches on WWE TV than anyone except Kane and Randy Orton. Because he's I mean, been there so forever. That's how long he had been there. Yeah. yeah. No, I did see that though. I always enjoyed him. He was fun. No more appearances on Up Up Down Down though, I guess. More pop. <laughs> I guess whoever got one of the people that got released, I guess, is the current Up Up Down Down champion, and he posts on Twitter. He's like, "I'm not giving the belt back." <laughs> And Xavier Woods was like, fuck. <laughs> so I get, I was watching. Because um, they just had another like culling, didn't they? WWE? Yeah, yeah. They, after they did the whole merger with the UFC to become TKO. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's they cut, a thing they that got happened. rid of some front office people and then they fired some wrestlers. Not that many. It was like maybe 10 or 15. It was mostly like you know whatever i think dolph probably got fired just because he's probably been there forever so his contract was probably pretty good yeah just from being there forever right i gotta get rid of him um yeah and he wasn't it's not like he's used that much so i mean i haven't watched i I don't know who's even like uh, aside from roman i don't really know who's on tv anymore i don't really watch i don't know no I idea. See some clips here and there. Don't fucking care, so don't pay attention. I saw some clips from a couple a couple guys that got released were telling some stories, and a couple of them were funny. They were talking about how one 
one day Randy Orton walks up to him and he's like, hey guys, you guys like video games, right? They're like, yeah, we like video games. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I've been playing Elden Ring on my bus. And he's like, but the game was too hard. So I paid someone $1,000 to like level up my character so it would be easier. How do you get that gig? Randy Orton's uh, uh, game character leveler? That's almost on par with Snoop Dogg's uh, joint roller. That's the gig. <laughs> so I thought that was that was a pretty funny one. That it's like I just I'm just you can't picture Randy Orton chilling playing Elden Ring. No, it's just amazing stuff. Not not that not a not a Soulsborne game. No, it probably shows you how popular that game was though that it crossed over to Randy Orton. But I had heard good things. Um. Yeah. No. It's supposed to be great. But uh, and then the other story they were telling was like, I can't remember their names. It was like Mansoor and something. These two guys and <laughs> their the whole thing was basically Braun Strowman was supposed to like run up from behind, knock them down, and then one of them had a sandwich in a lunchbox. Okay. This is I don't know what the gimmicks were. But there was like a sandwich in a lunchbox and the one guy was supposed to get power bombed and then the pinnacle of the segment was Braun jokingly takes away his sandwich and eats it. Okay. This is like Triple H's focus. Like peak, at the end. Peak comedy. Yeah. At the end, I want you to eat the sandwich. Eat his fucking lunch right. Eat his lunch. Right. Yeah. As the so, final insult. I guess what happened was it was supposed to be like they're on the entranceway. They just came out. They're doing some pose or something. And they're supposed to hear bronze music turn around and he like runs them over. Okay. But he got there too fast and he brawned it and he like ran a million miles an hour. But the guy's like gigantic. So he hits them in the back before they can turn around and surprises them. So they both like legit get fucking launched <laughs> including the, the sandwich no so and, he, and they're like and someone overlaid them talking with the video and it's so funny you could see bronze looking for the sandwich can't find but it. he can't find it because the sandwich got fucking launched <laughs> so he ends up just going into the ring he power bombs the guy and that's the segment and then you can see in the background there's a fan trying to give the other guy the sandwich back. And he's like, I don't want the sandwich. Don't give me the sandwich. Because he's like, if I go into the back with that sandwich. I'm getting fired. I'm getting blamed for this. Right. <laughs> but. You keep that as a nice. Braun was the one that got yelled at because he fucked the whole segment up. <laughs> hey, at least the right person got yelled at, man. <laughs> it's, it's just, isn't it amazing that these, it's like, if you just watch that, you would never know any of that like that's like the wackiness of pro wrestling because none of that really comes across until someone's telling you what was supposed to happen well and what's crazy is how good at those guys are just like how good you have to be about just going with the flow yeah, like, like the okay this is what we gotta out. do it's just so you can like see him in the background the fans like and he's like no absolutely not <laughs> i don't want to hide sandwich. that fucking sandwich take that sandwich and go <laughs> throw it in the trash and by the way, no coincidence, I think, that The Rock comes back. And then a week later, terrible-ass Nia Jax reappears. Oh, no, that's... We all know what's going on, yeah. Do you think like there was a collective shudder through the women's locker room? Where they just like... Ugh. 
Well, I, I told you about this the last time we hung out, but I was watching, Bob, um, this former wrestler, Stevie Richards. He was doing like a YouTube video where he was going over this segment where Nia Jax comes back and it's Nia. So, of course, she fucked up everything. And I'm just glad we get to have these moments on the podcast hey, again. That woman is truly awesome. Dude, you don't job. have to explain to me. She like injured somebody every time she got in the ring. I remember being really excited. I was like, hey, cool. Big lady. Love big lady. You murder everyone. Terrible big with. lady. Terrible. Bad. Bad big lady. Bad. So she's out there with Rhea Ripley and she does everything wrong, basically. She does like, you probably can't picture it, but she basically is like, Rhea's below her on the mat laying there. And Naya gets up on the ropes and it's just supposed to be like she jumps off the top rope and like lands on uh Sitting her, on her chest. Basically, yeah, exactly. That's the first how she's supposed to land. I don't know if you remember how shows, like Yokozuna used to do it. Because this is Yeah. Yeah, I don't Jump know. Jump off the middle rope. of reference for that. Her her ass lands on Rhea's body. There's okay? ways to do that safely. So he's kind of showing in the video, you know. She's letting go of the ropes before she lands. So instead of like the ropes supporting her weight, she just fucking flattens Rhea. And he's talking about how it's like, you know, this is actually a really big problem that you would do this when it comes to the women, because look where she lands right on her chest. And a lot of these women have implants. So you land right on someone's chest like that. You could cause a medical problem, like, immediately. Well, a serious medical problem. Yeah, well, implants rupture. That's a big deal. Yeah, that'll fuck you up. Um, I don't know how, like, more newer stuff is. I don't know. but I have no clue. I just know, like, the old and ones I'm sure, that popped. You got you had to go to the hospital I'm sure, now. Like, I think, you know, you get, like, a different type when you're doing... Like, when the doctor knows you're an athlete. There's different ones for, like, that kind yeah, of stuff. that are yeah. more, like, whatever, resilient. Yeah. But... Um, but even beyond that, it's like, why I don't need a broken like, rib, man. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how much Nia weighs, but I'm going to assume it's got to be close to two bills, right? I mean. Nia? More? Yeah. Nia's probably close to three. She can't be that big. Nia Jax? Nia Jax. I'm going to say she's somewhere around two. She's over two. Speaking as a fat woman, and I know how much I weigh... I'm really bad. She's at taller than weights. I am. She weighs at least two hundred and fifty sure pounds. I'm sure when they announce her, they probably announce her as weighing like seven hundred pounds. Well, you can't but, believe anything that comes out of their faces. Yeah. But no, she weighs okay, more than Okay, let's say two fifty. Can we say two fifty? We can say two fifty, but I'm thinking it's a little higher than that too. Okay. But well. Either way, two fifty lands right on your chest, that's gonna hurt. That's mm. gonna hurt me. Hundred lands on your chest, that's gonna fucking hurt. <laughs> So yeah, it's like it was just funny. Like first night back, fucks the whole thing up. <laughs> like amazing stuff. And Ray is like their top woman, so you could potentially like imagine if she came back first night, like you said, crushes her ribs or like breaks her rib. Right, you're not working with a cracked rib, not wrestling. No. So. The DDP taped ribs only do so much. <laughs> Yeah, that's only. The, what about the tape? The the what is it? The tape where uh, that's like the well, the KT on it. tape. That's just like please hit I don't me know. here. I don't know what that's for. I need someone to explain it to me. I don't. Uh, please hit me here. Okay, outside of your, I am injured. Outside of your guy, um, Jody Foster. Yes. Who would you be excited about to like run into on the street? 
Who well, would, first who of all, get the blood first of all, first of all, I would not be excited to meet Jodie Foster on the street because I, I am not a functioning adult. I would turn into goo. Uh-huh. Like somebody like there's certain people that it's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like Mark Burley from the White Sox walked into my Panera once and I was like, OK, whatever. I know who you are. Oh, that's great. Good for you. But certain people. nah, nah. I cannot interact with them. They don't need to know that I exist because then there's the possibility of the universe being like in some way, hey, this is an obsessive. And I just don't need that shit happening. Bad juju. No. No. If I saw him walking down the street, I would turn the other way and hide. <laughs> what, what about you, Bob? Okay. What, what, what like, um, you know, runner could you run into that you would just like lose your shit? Why is it got to be a runner? It could be anyone, but we all know it's a runner. <laughs> just run into. I think he David, knows all. David like... Goggins. You run into David Goggins, you're gonna like fanboy it up. No. No, I, I don't think it's I... a justified guy, right? No, no, that's Ooh, Walton. That's okay. David yeah. Goggins is the lunatic who's run all over the planet a thousand times over. I don't know. I didn't recognize that name immediately, so you must not no. talk about him very much. No. And yeah, no, I, I usually don't. He's he he is a he's he's pretty famous in the, um, the ultra community, but he's just really really intense, um, and kind of crazy. Whenever you say that about anybody, I just go, I flash immediately to that Paul F. Tompkins bit. <laughs> yeah, where he's talking about how he was uh, in a bit part on There Will Be Blood, and he's like, "Now I don't know if you know this." But uh, I can't think of the actor's name. Oh, what's the actor's name from There Will Be Blood? Mm. See, like, I know who you're talking about. If I ran into Walton Goggins, I don't even know. It's like, this is how I feel about all this stuff. I wouldn't fanboy it up. I wouldn't even know what I would possibly talk about. Because literally, just, what are you going to say? I would just be like, hey, man, loved you on the shield and justified. And then I'd move on with my day. And they haven't heard that <laughs> like, 50,000 times? It's yeah, like, what's it's even like, the point of saying yeah, anything? It's, it's like, I, I mean, because he's like... Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel there Day-Lewis. Sorry. Um, like, I was at, you know, earlier this year, I went to Western States, the the big race in California, and I was surrounded by the most famous runners in, the, in ultra running there. And... I've met a number of people. I know people in that community. It's a small community. Like, and it's, it's cool to meet them. It's cool to hear their story or, or, you know, to chat with them. But it's just, I I think the thing I I've never, I never really get like starstruck, so to speak. Um, like there, there there'll be times when I'm like, is that who I think it is? And like, you turn around and you're like, you're trying to, oh, you're trying to place it. You're trying, yeah. yeah. You know, you're trying to make sure, but it's like, they're all just people, you know, they, they, the last thing they, if you'd run into on the street, just say, nice day, isn't it? You don't even fucking say anything. Right. You, you don't know. know, like you don't walk by random people and go, Hey, nice day. Huh? You're only yeah. doing it because you, you feel like you know them because they're a celebrity. Yeah. I mean, you just, unless you're in a unless you're in a scenario where like you're specifically meeting them, right? Right? Like you, you just. So I do think the only person I've said this who I would actually go up to 
is probably Matt Mercer from mm. Critical Role and just be like, your shit got me through a really difficult time and that really meant a lot to me. I don't want a picture. Mm. I don't want any of this because you don't know me and what am I going to fucking... Just thank you. I really appreciate your shit got me through a real hard time in my life. So keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And you do a good job as McCree. <laughs> Way to do those voices, sir. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a weird thing. It's like, I, I, I think... I've kind of just gotten to a point in life where like there are people I admire and uh but I I there's no one that's up on the pedestal. You know, like they're all just humans. Some people just happen to be really good at certain things. See. Though I will say cuz he has written a book. So there's a potential for a book tour. So, we'll see. I'm going to go. I'm a fool of myself. But then I probably won't. It'll be a game time decision. Because again, what what are you going to say to this guy? See, I... <laughs> the uh, amount of fan fiction I've read about you, sir. <laughs> I can't, type, I can't look types, you in the eye. Certain types of fan fiction. <laughs> um, see, I... See, my problem is... Is, well, I, is there my, someone my, for you where you're no, thinking of that? I don't or, think so. Because I was going to say, you don't strike me as that kind of person. No, my Bob doesn't either. By, by my nature is I'm too blunt, which is like often a negative. So like if like, I don't know, fucking Donald Trump walked in somewhere, I'd be like, oh, get out of here, you fucking pile of shit, you know? But if on the other hand, Phil Spencer walked in somewhere, I think I'd immediately try to like get a job where like one person could work there that was honest with the guy. <laughs> I'd be like, come on, Phil, you need just one person who works with you that doesn't care if you're mad at him and tells you when like all your projects are failing. You need the no guy. You got a lot of yes men. You need a no man. <laughs> yeah, I think you're surrounded by yes men and it's a problem. I will say that if I ever did see like Ted Cruz on the street, I would spit on him and get arrested immediately. <laughs> Uh, fun story, kind of in that vein, uh, I think uh, a couple, actually, in regards to uh, uh, Alamo. He were going, I think they were going to another round for, like, pizza for, like, a game or something. And uh, former governor of uh, Illinois, um, I before this guy, what was his name? Rauner. Rauner was there trying to, like, shake hands, and he went to shake my dad's hand, and he was like, yeah, you're trying to cut, like, the benefits from the firefighters. I was a firefighter for 20 years. How about you go fuck yourself and walked right away? And then he, um, I think they were in Florida for something. And they went to uh, Joe Madden's restaurant. And Joe Madden happened to be there. And this was after the Cubs won the World Series. And my father got up and gave him an enormous hug that oh he very much did not want. <laughs> And kind of started crying on his shoulder, saying thank you. Poor, poor Joe Madden. <laughs> he said he was very uncomfortable. Well, I'm yeah. Sure he was. <laughs> but he couldn't help himself. So, there's that. Yeah, see, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, see, there's like, I just can't be, it's like, I don't know. I wouldn't like lose my shit. But I feel like if Michael Jordan walked in somewhere, I'd be like, oh, shit, it's Michael Jordan. Okay. Oh, it's like Tony Hawk. That was hysterical. That was really funny. Because we were, where were we? Was it Salt Lake? We were in Salt Lake City. Bob was there for a conference, and I had come out to, like, 
uh, hang out while he was uh, uh, doing his his thing. And we're sitting at this bar with one of his coworkers. We're at a booth, and we all kind of look up, and Tony Hawk just walks by. And we kind of he looked over at our table, and I kind of gave him the nod. Because it's like... He gave us a little wave. Yeah. And then he went on with his day. And we were all like, that was fucking Tony Hawk. <laughs> that was weird. That was really weird. But he was there, like... He was they there. hired him for the conference for yeah. something, to watch him, like, shred some sick moves or something. It's wild how the video game, like, <laughs> launched him to a whole other level of stardom. Well, what's funny is it's like, I feel like because we... we I played hundreds of hours you've played millions of hours of those games like yeah i i know who tony hawk is yeah anybody like maybe five years older five years younger like you've got a span there anybody else has no fucking idea who tony hawk is i mean i remember watching the x games where he landed the 900 and like that was a big deal when that happened uh it, 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 it's, it is bizarre. It really is. And yeah, in that moment, you just kind of turn, you look, and it's like, oh, I know this person. That's a famous person. And then they just... Yeah, we didn't bother him. We just all kind of said hey. And he went about his day. Bill Murray was taller than I expected. Did you see him somewhere? Yeah. He was walking um The street. He was on the street. It was in front of Millennium Park. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, it just—I mean, think I was probably out for lunch or something. And I was just like, "Oh, it's Bill Murray." Okay, okay. <laughs> interesting. And that, it, the the funniest one. Um, what's his name? Jimmy Chin. Um, oh, from yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the documentary. The documentary. Do you know him? Uh, no. Okay. Do you know that? Um, the movie Free Solo? No. Okay. So. We had no, we, there was, I find like the prospect of mountain climbing insane, but fascinating. So I really like those documentaries. Like I find it, it is. there's picture into Bob's future? Well, no, he's not allowed to do this stuff because I know how fucking dangerous it is. Um, The first documentary we oh, watched wow. was when they did Meru. Right. It was him, Conrad, I can't remember his full name. Katerin Anker. There you go. And another guy. And they did this thing, they did this route that had never been climbed before, and they did a whole documentary on it. It was very, very interesting. And then we found out he had done uh, another climbing documentary about this guy who was trying to go up... Uh, El Capitan. In... Yosemite. uh, Without any ropes. Which is insane. And he was... Um, that's a fascinating documentary. Yeah. Because it's just like, you are genuinely a crazy person. Yeah. Genuinely. You're yeah. nuts. And it just kind of goes into like... A little bit of like the family stuff. He had a girlfriend who was very much like... Like he clearly like loved her, but he was like... Oh no, it's always going to be climbing. It's never going to be her. And it was like... Okay, that's cool. As long as she's okay with that, I guess. It, it, it's, it's a how really. You, how do you feel about Bob's relationship with Ryan? <laughs> I, hey, I know I'm first, so. Uh, are you? Wow. But it I was... think you're at best third. <laughs> <laughs> I am probably second. We do have a kid. Um, 
But we watched that one in the theater, and you're watching him actually make this climb without ropes, and you're like... You're sitting there. You could have, like, we could have stood up and we would have taken the chair with us. Because you're just, and you're like, because they had a big conversation. It's like 10 minutes of the movie where they're like, we could potentially watch, we're filming, this guy could just die on camera. Do we, like, what do we do with that footage then? Yeah. It's it's very very fascinating. Yeah, no, that's it, that's crazy. It was re- it's really it's a it's an awesome it's documentary. Very well done. It's like an hour and a half. Recommend both movies. Very um, much so. He he also did another movie, um, the one about the the kids that are stuck in the cave. Yeah, right? in the Philippines. Yeah, right. Um, and that was interesting too. That, that was fascinating. That was that was that was a little. There was a little bit of. Um, had to play nice with certain political parties, yeah, a little bit, but it was still very good. So, well, any- and just showing how how dangerous and difficult, and if you are not trained to do it, do not do it. That cave diving is, yeah, oh, yeah. Please. You think I'm ever trying to squeeze into some little dark fucking? No, space? I know you weren't. No. Shoot me in the fucking head. I would rather die, literally. But anyways, they also went that entire movie without mentioning I'm Elon Musk, like, which I was very. I'm getting like the fucking chills just thinking about it. Yeah. But anyways, so Free Solo, the second movie, um, he won the Oscar for documentary on it. Two days later, I'm in a parking lot, and this is what February, uh, in Grand Teton National Park with snowshoes getting ready to go hike and i walk by this behind this truck and i'm looking at this guy and i'm like that that looks an awful lot like jimmy chin but he didn't want to be racist so he didn't say anything i didn't so i didn't say anything and he you know he was sitting there talking with a couple people and i'm like no that can't be jimmy why would he be here it was probably him Oh, it was definitely, he lives in Jackson, it turns out. So it was like, oh, it was definitely him. And like, he, like, cause he kind of had, he saw me looking and like, you could see he had that like nervous look. Of, oh, the God. waiting of like, oh fuck, someone's going to come up He's to me. He's going right? to come up to me. And I'm like, so yeah, it was, it was kind of, that was a, a kind of a funny uh, run in with a celebrity. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Never had a story like that. I don't think that I can remember. My memory is very bad. Bill Curtis. That one's hysterical. Mm. I was at the spoke at some, we were invited uh, by, this has got to be over 10 years ago. I think this might have been either right after we got married or right before we got married. Uh, My old job, my boss used to buy, uh, he belonged to some fucking nonsense group (laughs) of rich white people in the city. And they did a big gala. As white men are. As white men are wont to do. They did a big gala, like the kind of thing that a Batman villain would rob. You sure. expect like the Riddler to come rolling up. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. It was that kind of thing. So he got a couple tables and he took the whole, um, whoever wanted to go from our department would go. And it was always a really good time. And at this one, Bill Curtis, the newscaster, the local newscaster was speaking for some reason. And then we had something else to go to, I think. We didn't stay that whole one. Yeah, we had to leave. There was like a party or something else we had to go to. So we're wait or I went to the bathroom. Bob's waiting for the valet to bring the car out. And I come out and he's talking to a very drunk Bill Curtis. 
like a like, old dude drunk out of his mind and bob's just because bob has no idea who this is he's just chatting with him like he's who's bill guy. curtis he's a newscaster or was hmm. your mom would know who he is okay but um yeah and then he got in his car which he probably shouldn't have done and he drove away and allegedly like, allegedly and bob was like uh yeah we had a really nice chat nice guy I heard you and Bob went out to dinner this weekend. We did. And the curse is alive and well. <laughs> I will say, even I was getting antsy waiting for the check. <laughs> was it just the check or was there other stuff? Too? I felt that compared to the last time we had eaten there and the amount of money we were spending on said meal, I thought the service was a little subpar. Okay. See, I'm of the opinion that generally you get subpar service at all these fancy restaurants. Completely disagree. Very much disagree. Very much disagree. Yeah. Because, I mean, the thing thing at a high-end restaurant, like, the servers... Well, when you say that, do you mean like a Morton's Steakhouse? Wherever. Sure, Morton's... uh, Parker's, um, I don't know. I mean, how how high end are we talking? You keep going. <laughs> Tire than that. <laughs> yeah. Ten year anniversary. We were we were spending some money on this. The, no, no, you gotta, Alex. The, the class of restaurant that Erica likes is, is the top tier oh. of restaurants. Like Erica likes that experience. Come on, you do. I do. That's not the only places that no, I No, like that's to go not. To, but that's, I do but, enjoy that's doing not. Okay, but yes. how do but, you But that's how, what you want. Like you go to these restaurants, you you it is very and we've probably been to one of the like a dinner of this uh, at a restaurant of this caliber mm, what, maybe 10 times? Ish. We don't go a lot. It's maybe like no, because it's so expensive. It you can't. is. Yeah. Um, like a once in a, a very great while kind of thing. Maybe once a year ish. Um, but what you notice? But I, I would like as soon as I, I, I have a certain expectation, right? And normally I'm pretty like, I don't think I get as hot about like waitstaff stuff at like a Buffalo Wild Wings as you do, because I. Generally don't care. I'm we're usually there with people. We're talking. I don't really give a fuck. But I just want my check. Can you run my card? But we were here, and it was just. I felt like we were sitting for a while, waiting for somebody to come to the table. Yes. Which at a place like that, I was very surprised at. Mm-hmm. And we had eaten here before, and a long. It was a long time ago, granted, and it wasn't as busy. But and yeah, the, you know, the last time. I mean, the food was still excellent. Oh, food was delicious. But yeah, yeah I'm not complaining I mean, about that. It, it, it was just weird because, like, at a restaurant of that caliber, generally the expectation is that the server is going to adjust their style based on, like, watching you and what you want. Like, if you're the kind of di- – like, they need to be able to read the diner and see, oh, this is a person who wants you to hit the table – pretty frequently even that i just this is a person this is a person that wants you to leave them alone and like you got to be able to read that because i mean you're looking at you know you look at the check and you look at what 20 percent is on that check it's not a small amount of it's money. not a small amount of money like you know that's the thing like if i go to a buffalo wild wings or any local like 
I could never bring my, like as much as I want to sometimes, I can't bring myself to tip lower than 20%. But on if I get bad service on a $400 bill, I'm going to tip less than 20% because we're not talking about a small amount of money anymore. Sure. You know, and that's kind of, that was the frustrating thing. And, and it by far, didn't ruin the evening or anything. It didn't ruin the evening, um, but it was unusual and a little disappointing. It was a little disappointing. Yeah. So if they should read the table for you, Bob, does that mean they should just have the dinner with you and just be ready at all times? You got to be there. Like, here's the check. <laughs> they bring out the dinner. The check's right there next the to it. Right there, Anytime right. you're ready, sir. No, but I think if if you're if you are very good at what you do as a server, sure, you know, and, and I've not served, I will say that. Um, I, I, if you're good as as a server, like you you do need to be able to read your table. Well, and I don't know if it was just a, a lack of staff issue, which I know is something that's affecting a lot of restaurants now. People are a little overburdened, so maybe you wouldn't be able to. You don't provide that that level, but at a restaurant like that, I would expect. I guess I wouldn't see. I, I guess I would expect staffing issues at maybe like a Buffalo Wild Wings. That's what I'm saying. But I wouldn't right. expect staffing issues at wherever you guys are talking about, because the waiters and waitresses are probably making so much money. I would think people would really want those jobs. Right. Right. So. I mean, there's just a lot of time between I thought it was very odd. We had to wait as long as we did for somebody to come to the table when we first sat down. Just for comparison, the drinks took a while to come out. But we were so if that server. If that server. We had because we were there almost three hours. We were there a long time. If that server had three tables that had similar bills to us. That hourly rate is going is like somewhere around sixty seventy dollars an hour, mm-hmm. and he probably had more than three tables. So and we were really one of the only two tops. There was a lot of four tops in there, right? So yeah, you're making you're gonna make a a, a pretty good penny there, if you, you know. And, and that job that should be a really hard job to get. Just in, in general, because normally, like I said, I don't normally care, and this is like the whitest of white people problems, but it was just surprising. It was. I, I mean, it, it, it is disappointing. And, it you know, it's, I get, like, you guys know how I get, like, I get weird about certain things. You get weird about I things? do. What? Yeah. It, it, it does. This is the first I'm hearing of this. And, and, Never seen And it. I'm aware. I'm aware. I think you've probably seen it more than I have. It seems every time you two go somewhere, there's an issue. Well, my stuff's fine. Right. Generally. Yeah. Right. It, it, yeah. Somehow your stuff's fine. But, you know, it's like, it, it might, I, I'll get annoyed, but a lot of the times it, it is really just like, well, okay, I'm at Portillo's work you know dealing with minimum wage staff <laughs> i saw you get really mad at a portillo's once oh yeah no well you know it's the kind of thing where it's like in retrospect i can be like you know in the moment you get pisses it, you off. right but like something like this where no, it, I, it, 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 it just it, it just like 
you know no i think i think my expectation would be if i were at that restaurant what would bother me is what you're saying is where you first sit down and you don't see your waiter for eons for some reason because i would expect like the normal like fancy place cadence kind of is you get your drinks maybe you get like a few million years to look over the menu and then you order something they bring out like the first course you you eat that for a few other million years like there is like there tends to be like long breaks like long spaces between the courses but not that your waiter just like vanishes off the face of the earth yeah i I mean i don't know that um the, the like the the big gaps in time i i don't know that that is an expectation that i have out of high-end dining um you know i think it does make a difference i think if like you're you've got a a a group or it's just a couple well i will say at like we used to go to a place uh, we had been there a few times and it was more of a tasting menu type situation where they have it timed out like you're you're it's not a ticketing it's almost like you bought a ticket and it's like okay the seating that you're at starts at seven you're gonna be there at least three hours to have this meal that then it's more like okay i know i'm gonna be there forever it's gonna be an all night thing Mm -hmm. that's the expectation this is more of just a restaurant that you can like walk into they don't have like tasting menus yeah so it's like expecting more yeah like hour and a half and yeah. that's even pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I it would was, expect. Here's a question I have for you. Um if your bill comes and there's a 3% service fee on it, what's your reaction to that? What's it for? That would be my question. What what magical 3% is this for? Well, can the manager come out and like explain it? That's just something that a lot of these like restaurants now are just throwing on the bill. And, so and if you know. do bitch, my understanding is they will take it off. But it's like it's something they try and sneak on there just to get it a just, little extra money. It would just make me not come back. I'd probably pay it and then just not go back. I took it out of the tip. No, that works. I mean, it's like I don't. I don't know. Is the service fee going to the waiter? Oh, that's that... that's the assumption is that it's supposed to go towards making sure it covers health care and benefits. So if that's the case, then that's part of his the, the server's compensation, in which case I do think it's completely justifiable to take it out of the tip. I don't know. I don't know that I would go back after this last time, though. Like I've been there another I've been there twice. Yeah. There's other restaurants I want to go to. Well, I just, I just don't know. I, I don't know how you feel, Erica. But when I go to like, you know, whatever, like a Parker's or a Gibson's or a Morton's or something like that, and I maybe that's not quite as high end as what you're talking about, but it's up there. Yeah, yeah. It's not a cheap dinner. I, it's still no. expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. I, I guess I have the expectation that you're going to be there a while, and there does tend to be like the courses tend to be spread out, and that doesn't bother me. What does bother me is like what Bob was talking about, where it's like, hey, you go in and your waiter is just nowhere to be found for X amount of time. And then that's like the, the stuff, stuff, the stuff that, that I notice and that, that doesn't necessarily get on my nerves, but I note it and I'm like, OK, the stuff that gets to me is stuff that's really simple, like 
not getting me a new drink, whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. if it's as, if it's a beer or it's wine or it's as simple as a soda or even water, I feel like, especially at a really nice place, they should be on that. Like that's the I would type agree of with thing. You, that's I the type felt, of thing I noticed. I felt like uh, at this meal, I had finished my drink, and it took a while for him to come back. And we were there for three hours almost, and we had two drinks in three hours. Now I'm not terribly upset that we didn't pay for no, another round of drinks. it's a strong, like you're sipping, right? Right. Like, like I don't think anything wrong with that, but I thought it took a while. For it to be noticed that we needed a re-up on our first, uh, our on our second round. See, if yeah. I was there for three hours and I don't drink, so it would just been soda, I guess, if they had soda. You know, some fancy places, they don't have soda. I, I would say some I wouldn't expect, like, Elizabeth to have soda, but I would expect the place we were at to have soda. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, anywhere with a full bar is going to have soda. Um it's like I've got after three hours, I probably would have drank like six liters of soda. <laughs> I mean, they would have been living at my table. They'd been like, just bring the hose over You're here. Right. Um, Not- but no, I mean, I remember one time I went to Parker's and it was literally like worse than Chili's service in like every way. I would be annoyed at that. And, and, and I'm not, and like I said, like I'm not ripping on the people at Chili's. I think almost every time I go to Chili's, I get good service. I think I've only been you know? there like once or twice with you guys, but yeah, one of the couple times I've been and, there. And it's like, why am I getting worse service at a Parker's than I do at a Chili's? It just doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, and that's the type of thing that will make me not go back. Yeah. And I won't, it's like in the moment, I won't even be mad about it. I won't bitch about it. It'll just no, be like, it's just, it's, it'll just be like, after it'll be like, noted. Not, and I just not gonna, yeah, I'll just not, go, not to, gonna go back. There's 50,000 restaurants yeah. within like a 10 mile radius well, of us. Like, and, and that's why, I, that's the funny thing. That's like, I know I get bagged on about this, but that's the podcast. It is the podcast. It is the podcast. That's why the service industry is so hard because you can't have a bad night. No. You know, like you like that service we got probably cost that restaurant us ever going back there. The food was good, but we're not going to pay that much money to maybe not for that much money. Not to, is, to is maybe this place, get, how far away is this place like distance wise like what's the, how long is the drive it's in the city it's downtown and that's another thing then because now you're thinking well i got bad service and it's far away so that's two knocks against it well and well, it was never gonna be like uh uh oh you're not gonna be there every month no no but next time we'll probably go to the we were between two restaurants we were we were debating between oh because the other restaurant was also very good the f- the first time we or the only time we've been there so we were we were debating between these two so the next time we went a really high end meal downtown we'll probably go to the other restaurant and if i'm going downtown you can go to cortino and get a fantastic meal and not spend spend maybe a quarter of what we spent on this meal not going to be astronomical and so, you're going to get good service and good food but if we had Really good service to go along with really good food. Different story. So this is this is this is the thing, and and it's like I know I'm, I know I 
can come off as kind of dickish about people in the about service but this is how consumers look at it you know is people uh especially people like some people we know like are would get even more ornery about lesser stuff than i would sure you know certain things yeah and whoever could you be referring no i can't imagine but you know it's it's like this is service industry is hard and you can't have a bad night no and and look it's it's like um it's just like something like how much does it cost to get a game on game pass well i don't give a shit from the consumer perspective i don't care if you're it's like realistically if you're having a bad day as a server i don't care i only care about the experience i'm having right that's just that's the reality of life yep well, and, you know, I, I always come back to, you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter what level of dining you're at, you know. Uh, it Let's say, you know, if we went to Chili's and got bad service, like, it wouldn't shock me, right? But that never really happens. But, it, but I feel it never like happened. they've got it down, like, at a science at those places, though, no, right? Because it's like... It wouldn't shock me, right? You wouldn't be shocked if, if the chili is getting shit. If I got service. okay, but let's say because uh, Alex, me, and Izzy go to Chili's pretty frequently. In a couple years, Izzy wants to go have her birthday at Chili's because that's memorable to her, mm-hmm. and that's the one night we get Chili crappy service. Well, right, then it's like, all right, you ruined my kid's birthday. Go fuck yourself. Exactly. So it, that's why this <clears throat> it's so hard, <laughs> you know. And and I think part of it, like a Chili's or something like that, is I think they're usually pretty good about stuff because they want to get you out of there and get someone else in. Yeah. Well, because that's how they exactly. Right. That's how like the waiter is going to. They make want a you lot out of there fast. There. They want to clear that table within like forty five minutes. And and hour. I always remember, like you know, when I was still doing the league bowling, and we would go to Hooters afterwards, and there was that one waitress there who was great. And she remembered everything everyone got. She had our drinks. Like, as we're sitting down, it's like, here's the drinks you guys all normally get. And it's like one of the best waitresses I've ever seen working at a fucking Hooters, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know, man. You remember stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, and she remembered you guys because I'm sure you one you were there frequently, but I'm sure you we were we well we were too. there not we were there frequently. We were nice to her, unlike a lot of the other people in there who were weird. And yeah, we all tipped like twenty percent or whatever, you know. Servers remember that shit, and yeah. it's like you know. I remember, I remember one time we walked in there and there was a goddamn line out the door, and she's like, there was like literally we walked up to the front and it was like a forty five minute wait, and she was like. And she sees us and she's like, come on back here, you know, like there's a tape. Come on. Just like, come on back. And it's like, that's the stuff you remember. Yep. Oh, yeah. But they do that because she's like, I know this is going to be an easy table for me. I remember yeah. their stuff. They tip well and they don't treat me like an asshole. Yeah. So it's not a table I have to worry about. I can just do my job, get paid and right. move on. Mm-hmm. And I assumed you guys didn't linger for super long either. Um, well, we would usually actually be there at closing because it was after bowling. Right. So we would be like usually one of the last people in there, actually. 
Because it was pretty late at night. Well, then never mind. <laughs> as long as you're tipping. Yeah. Pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. White people problem. What else is going on, Bob? What's, what's going on in the world? Anything of note? I'm ignoring everything going on in the world because it's better for my mental health. Do you think we're like the most... Um, like what's the what's the word pessimistic generation? Um, I think we've kind of been taught to be. It's like I feel like our our generation as a whole as a whole is very much like the world sucks, everything's terrible, and even if someone has good intentions, it's going to end up bad. <laughs> like I think that's kind of like well, I mean, our look at what, 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 what we've kind of been through. You've been through like three or four recessions. Like, you know, uh, when you were younger, you were told, oh, you know what? Go to college. Just get a I, degree and you're going to be able to go and do whatever you want. I think I think the problem that our generation has is that we came up in a in an extraordinarily good period of time historically, um, you know, from uh, you know, when you, especially getting into the 90s when the economy really took off and uh, even with, the, you know, the, 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 the dot-com bubble burst. I mean, like, life has been really quite good in the U.S. for people of our skin color. <laughs> <laughs> um, say, waiting for those qualifiers there bob uh, but you know in, in general we we've had you know we have we've had a very prolonged period of time in this country where we have not really worried about um a war on our soil there's been the there's been the you know omnipresent threat of nuclear annihilation ever since the beginning of the cold war but we never worry that we're going to get up one day and there's going to be tanks rolling down our streets um see i'm thinking of it more from a you were sold a bill of goods that you're going to be able to afford to get a house the picket fence that you might not well, necessarily want, be able to afford kids. Here, here's and there's a lot of people who can't afford. Do here's that. how. Here's how. What I'm talking about ties into what you're talking about. I think because things have been generally pretty good, that our parents' generation was able to kind of let those ideas of you know frankly extreme prosperity um blossom to unrealistic levels and were they were able you know we we ended we we made bad assumptions about what we could do Based on being fed misinformation. I was going to say, I don't know it's a bad assumption when somebody is telling you, oh, this is what it's going to be like, and you're going to be fine. But there's a level of ignorance to it. Because you could sit down and you could do the math and say, well, they're telling me this college degree is going to give me everything, but I just ran all the numbers, and that doesn't make any sense. There's a bit of putting your head in the sand. 
Sure, but if people that you trust and, you know, like your, you know, hopefully you can trust your parents and your your people, what do you call them? Not counselors. Like your school counselor. Oh, yeah, yeah, you gotta go. The world, basically, telling you. Go get a degree. Go get a degree. Go get a degree. You'll be able to do anything yeah. you want. Literally anything you want. You'll be able to pay off that degree really quickly and then yeah. you'll have this great life and it's like, and you know the the some planes hit some towers, and then a couple years later, the the financial institutions began to collapse, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I I mean you're not wrong, you know, rarely am. We you know we we were we were we were sold a a false bill of goods, um, and I th- I just think there's. There hasn't, I think we just kind of got, we've had a hard time coming to terms with how shitty the world can be, even though arguably the world's never been better than it's not, than it is right now. I mean, if you look at the course of human history um, and countless periods of mass famine, you know, the black plague, um, relentless, brutal war. I mean, we did just go through a plague that killed millions of people, but, but on comparison to killing a, a third of the entire human population at the time. Sure. But I do think saying that we have a lot of reasons to be pessimistic, especially when a lot of people just kind of, well, whatever, there's a plague, a bunch of people died. Who gives a shit? Just put your head in the sand and move forward. I'm it's not saying that to be pessimistic about. I, I I not saying you shouldn't be pessimistic or 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 you know have I think whatever I'm just your at it emotions from a, are. Okay, great. There's all this stuff in history that was arguably worse, but it's. I I think yeah, we probably are a very pessimistic generation. I think we're pessimistic. I think sometimes we lack perspective, and I think that drives further pessimism. And negativity. I mean, like there, I think about this a lot. Like when, when you we talk about like how everything sucks, and it's like everything doesn't suck. We're just it's frustrating because the things we can see that do suck, folks don't seem super interested in trying to make them better. You know, day by day, our lives are pretty good. You know, there are things that are wrong in the world and they're you know we see things that aren't getting addressed and that's frustrating but I I think on on the whole uh, you know if you look at your every as as a day by day one day at a time there isn't as much reason to be pessimistic as we have when we look at like way down the road. I mean, maybe not specifically for us, because I mean, yeah, things are going pretty good for us at the moment. Well, I think there is okay. So in my mind, I have one big obvious problem that I think just about everyone is going to have to deal with: the rising tide of fascism in the United States. Well, <laughs> sure, <laughs> but we do have a big populism streak in us. But um, no, I have I have one idea. But Bob, okay, if you had to pick a negative. There's mm-hmm. the whole looking in the world, how people's just general Joe Schmo's day to day life. Mm-hmm. 
what do you think is like our biggest problem that we're facing as a society um hold on are you asking what i think our biggest problem is or are you asking what i think your average joe would say you said average joe. Uh, what you think what i think um Right now, I think the biggest problem that we face um, as a society is uh, financial debt. Well, mine's related. And it's the massive wealth inequality that a lot of people are facing. I wasn't asked what mine was, but I was going to say that as well. Oh, we'll see. There we go. <laughs> Erica and I are on the same page. Um, no, I think it's it's falling think, wages think, uh, and seeing how much these rich assholes make for. I think I think all that appearances is basically doing nothing. I think that is our biggest problem: is that you you know like the freaking CEO of GM is making twenty nine million dollars, mm-hmm. and they don't want to pay their line workers. You know, it's like that is the big big problem I think we're facing. That's just one example of the problem that i think at least in the u.s that we're facing as a society well and i did see something about even beyond you know the two parties everybody like something like 75 percent of people support that auto worker strike yeah and, I, and, I'm not and it wasn't even about... like republicans don't support it a lot of like trump voters support it because it is like why don't these people make more money and yeah. and, and it's like i get it in one sense because the reality is if the CEO of GM wakes up tomorrow and makes a really bad decision, well, they could just kill that. They could just kill that company's value really fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at, you know, we've talked off the podcast about that unity thing. Yep. That, uh, video oh game God. engine stuff. Yeah. And they've had, they're trying to walk that back, but they've, they've done, irreparable my favorite part of that was i read something that they somebody had asked them well how are you going to count these downloads every time my game is downloaded how are you going to count that yeah they're like oh well we have like an algorithm that we'll use to like guess Mm. and it was like so you're charging me based on a guess okay well we could talk we could actually get off that we talk about that for a second because they are trying to walk that back now but i think the problem is is they've done so much damage yeah that I don't like I'm sure some people out there are still going to make Unity games and we're still not going to really know what's going to happen with that for a few years because mm-hmm. the truth is like if you're a year into making a game you're, not you're just probably stop. not going right. to up and switch engines because the time and money would be unbelievable. Well, and keep in mind Unreal is not cheap, but Unreal is predictable. Now, the way Unreal works is I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but the way Unreal works is is when you hit a certain number of money made on your on making a mm-hmm. game on their engine. Once you hit a certain amount of money made, you then own you owe Unreal five percent of revenue, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's potentially a lot of money, but you know what? Going into it, you can budget. You can say like, okay. We know at the end of the day... If you hit X amount of dollars... We're going to owe them 5%. We right. know that. Yep. Whereas with Unity, 
The problem is with this grand scheme they concocted that they clearly didn't think about for three seconds, you have no idea what you're going to owe them. And that's fucking scary, right? Because if you're, because remember, like Erica, a lot of these big free to play cell phone games, especially, are all based on Unity. You know, I play Nikkei, that's mm-hmm. a Unity game. Genshin Impact, Honkai Star Rail, every big game, these are all Unity games. And if suddenly, let's say, they have like a month where they don't make the money they think they're going to, and but the get game this, gets downloaded like right. 5 million times. You get this bill sent. Right. You're going to owe them all this fucking money just because your game got downloaded a bunch. And then they're talking about counting pirated copies and shit. Like, these guys were out of their fucking minds. Well, because how mean, are you going to do that? How? You got to, what, what's your, how are you going to get an accurate count of this? Well, and then you're trusting, you're having faith in them to give you an accurate Well, that's what account, I'm saying, right? I don't know what, is so a big well, see, you're just throwing a number at me. See, what I think. Oh, here he comes. No, here's what I think is happening. Here he comes. And I, and I was texting you this. I think they threw out something ludicrous on purpose so that they could walk it back to something that's still a lot more money, but. Doesn't sound as bad. Doesn't as, sound as bad. I think. You're potentially, not, you're maybe. potentially not wrong, but I think what was kind of happening was they were trying to come up with a way to make a lot of money in a post subscription service world mm-hmm. because the reality is with Unity, right? If a game bits could put on Game Pass, well, that game ain't selling any copies, it's just getting downloaded on Game Pass, so. How are they taking their cut? And I don't know how that was working, right? right? And they clearly want their cut, which is why they came up with this whole scheme of downloads. And then they had this grand idea that, like, Microsoft and Sony and whoever else were going to pay them based on the downloads, not the developers. And to that, I say, best of luck. (laughs) But... I mean, this is the thing, too. It's like the whole thing with that bullshit was I think they were in like a dangerous legal territory where like they're changing the licensing on games that are already out there. Well, I, don't I did think, also see that. I don't think that was ever going to hold up. It was like, didn't she like Hasbro like just did this with the game license, man? Like you saw how that went. Well, over. but here's here's the difference. You that, well, actually me here. I'm not well, actually. He's I, well, I, you weld me here. Here's the difference. This is a business to business interaction. Yeah. This doesn't this is affect not, consumers. This is not a business to consumer interaction at all. And the Hasbro thing, um, that that was something one of the great messaging that it wasn't a great look for anybody. But look at the number of people who were in who were affected. Like in in the Hasbro thing, the consumer potentially was severely affected because it could have crushed any other gaming uh, opportunities that were based on 5e. Um, so, but in this particular scenario, the difference with Unity is the consumer didn't give a shit. There's no well, loyalty. This to is Unity. all developers freaking out. Yeah, you I'm know, just saying it's not a great look. I, I think, but the consumer doesn't give a shit. Honestly, I think I don't know the that problem. That's necessarily true. I think the problem with Unity was they tried to change. Do you care about Unity? We got to say it like that for. 
Do you? There's nobody out there that cares about it. I'm sure some people care about it. Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I'll tell you, I don't care about unity, but I think it's an interesting topic. Oh, I do think. I think it's fascinating. And I think there's a, there were a few big problems. One was changing, changing the licensing terms on products that were already out there in the wild. I don't know how they ever legally would have made that work. I mean, I don't know what's in their terms and conditions that you agree to, but I have a hard time seeing that like holding up in court. Like you suddenly owe Unity all this money on games that have been out there yeah, for that years, like Genshin Impact. I just don't see that happening. No. I think all these giant corporations would have lined up to get in on that lawsuit. Oh yeah. But um I think I think the main problem is the unpredictability. And you could say, okay, well, Unreal Engine takes five percent. But I know you can plan. For I that. know when I'm making a game, when I'm developing a project, I know what I'm going to owe them. Whereas with Unity, what they were doing is you would have no idea, and you could almost be killed by your own success potentially. Is because just because a game gets downloaded a shitload doesn't mean they made five hundred million dollars or something, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's a that's a big potential issue. And because they've now broken the trust with all these developers, I think in a few years down the line, we may see a big shift where either companies start developing their own in-house solutions if they can afford it, or you may see way more games on Unreal than there is even is now. And and remember, a lot of games are already on Unreal. I mean, we're not talking about some... Unreal, I think, is actually widely considered to be a better engine. It's just maybe there's a lot of people out there with specialization in Unity. And that's another thing to consider is, you know, who's probably sweating right now is there's, I'm sure, thousands of video game developers out there who are specialized in working in Unity. Mm -hmm. And now they're like, oh, fuck, what if the next project isn't in Unity? I might be out of a job. I I think any studio that's in this who who is a Unity studio, and they're looking at um, going forward. Um, you know they they're very right to to push the issue and 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 demand a lot more clarity and stuff in in whatever the final terms are. They need to be pretty clear explicit and not give unity the ability to um to change terms you know down the road i think once you do that then those studios need to step back and just do the math you know what's it going to cost for us as a shop to switch over to unreal or to develop our own engine and you know with whatever the final rates really end up being um okay you know now we have something that's more we have a an actual contract and this that it's i they're not going to react rashly you've got a couple no. of small developers like single person shops who might be willing to like jump at the drop of a hat. But if you're a studio, 
It's a business decision. No, and I'm and I'm sure what probably will actually happen is, especially if Unity goes forward with terms that they don't like, if you're a Microsoft or a Sony or EA or Ubisoft or whoever, if you were going to make a game on Unity, you might go right to Unity and you might say, hey, we don't like your terms and conditions, but we want to make a game on your engine. Let's try to come to an agreement that we find favorable. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure stuff like that will happen. Um but that that's but, just the thing. It, it, the The public perception thing doesn't matter. No, but it, it was the developers mostly reacting, though. I mean, like I saw yeah. a little bit of reaction on like Reddit and or everything like that. But honestly, I don't think most people cared. It was more interesting discussion on like, well, how much would this potentially actually cost based on the rates that they're putting out there? Right. And the games, again, the games. This is all clearly targeted at hitting the free to play games because these are the games that are out there just seeing shitloads of downloads on play store and uh apple the app store and everything Mm -hmm. you know um so it's like that's what they were clearly targeting i do wonder what i do because i firmly believe that what they proposed was not what they're hoping to land on um i do wonder what their actual desired end state is because you're right in in I think you're completely right in your assessment of what they're trying to do because yeah, if I've got, if you're using my product and it's getting, you know, distributed hundreds and millions of times, but I'm really only getting paid a very small amount just because of your model. Well, I don't like that. Yeah. You know, so I I get why they're going after it. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see where it lands. Yeah, and you know, we like we said, we're not going to really... And, and by the time we even know, we might not be paying attention Yeah. or caring anymore. But, you know, in two or three years, we'll kind of have a much better general idea, right? And, you know, for example, you know, like Mihoyo, they make Genshin Impact, they make Honkai Star Rail, they've got another game coming out, I can't remember what it's called, um, pretty soon. But that game's deep in development. They're not switching off Unity. That would be like essentially remaking the whole game. Right. But if, say, their next game after that, their fourth game, I mean, that is the big free-to-play game studio. Let's say their fourth game is suddenly an Unreal game. That hurts Unity real bad. And that'll mm-hmm. be that'll be like an example of the shifting of the tides. You yeah. Know? But again, that might not be until two or three years from now or something. Sure. And by then, are we even going to be paying attention or... By then, maybe Unity will have fucking ruined their whole reputation and their brand will be in tatters and then Microsoft will come in and buy them. And, <laughs> you know, like they want to buy everyone like Nintendo. We forgot about we forgot to talk about that. Did you see Phil Spencer said buying Nintendo would be a career achievement? I didn't see that. That's pretty girl. That's pretty funny. That's and that is kind of the mindset over at Microsoft. It's like, oh, let's just acquire everyone rather than like maybe creating a better product. Hmm. Um, but what were we before the unity stuff auto workers oh i think that so that i do think that's the big problem though is people always talk about it right but it's true this eroding of the middle class it's like that is the big problem in in the united states anyway i can't speak for the world because i'm just an ugly american but i think that's the, the big problem in the u.s 
I mean, we're right behind it is like stuff like our healthcare system being just fundamentally broken. <laughs> and those are like that's the two. The truth. The, those are like the two major issues to me because that's the stuff, money, and healthcare, which is of course tied to money. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the big issues. I think everything else is just window dressing and horseshit and all the stuff where people let politicians distract them with fucking nonsense. Is just like well, if there's anything to be pessimistic about, I think that's that's the problem. Is that people just make stupid fucking decisions all the time? Yeah, you know whether it's um whether it's gamers bitching about DLC and then buying it anyways, or um you know going you know talking about labor issues but then shopping at walmart like people shoot themselves in the foot because they want stuff sure and 100 percent, like these you know the the giant companies have it down to a science on how to manipulate people you know and and cause that fomo and but it doesn't change until people stop that positive feedback cycle you know until you cancel your subscriptions until you stop paying for shit that you don't really want that you're just doing out of habit like it's not going to change well and i i think uh i think you're kind of on your last legs here erica it seems like are you okay oh i'm fine <laughs> are yeah. you, i mean no, no you guys are good i just feel like um you know another thing i kind of want to talk about which is of course related to all the xbox nonsense is you have all the various subscription services now jacking up their prices yet again and i don't know man if you're paying 20 a month for hulu but you're watching it three four hours a night you know maybe that's that's probably worth it to you right Mm -hmm. i've had this discussion with my parents who were like we want to switch to just streaming right they have cable all that nonsense but i'm like you guys watch everything my dad watches sports my mom watches all those and sports are the big problem sports is hard there's not an easy way uh, i mean there's easy ways to steal sports sure but there's in terms of like legally but for a it's tough man in his mid 60s he wants the convenience he just wants to be able to sit down he wants to sit down and turn on his thing on so i told them it doesn't make sense for them to switch to streaming because you're going to end up paying just as much as you pay for cable if not more for the for all of the things that you would have to get yeah to watch what you want to watch yeah, so just you, stick with cable. And you could, yeah, you could probably do something like, you know, Hulu does like live TV, right? Hulu but does whatever, it, Apple, or not Apple. But whatever you pay for YouTube Hulu live TV is probably the same that you would pay for Comcast or something anyway. So At that point, you may as well just get cable. And then, you, of course, if you're talking about that, you know, like then you're depending on the volatility of the internet and streaming it and everything, which is a whole other thing. Yeah, I've never really understood how these like whatever youtube tv or hulu live like why people actually pay for them well (laughs) versus cable youtube tv made sense made a lot of sense when it first started because it it still had a lot of the local stuff and it had like certain sports related stations like comcast sportsnet or whatever Mm -hmm. which you know does carry like uh, used to carry like hockey or whatever 
Um, so depending on what you watch and care about, YouTube TV had some good stuff and YouTube TV was cheap when it first started, right? When they were just hoping to like sign up everyone in the universe. Like it wasn't that expensive. It was like 20 or 30 a month or something, That's which nice. was crazy cheap for like 60, how many channels 70, were on 80 there. now, something like yeah, that. Yeah, now it's obscenely expensive and right. so is Hulu Live TV. And it's like, yeah, when they're that expensive... But think about it. They've got you on, oh, you've cut the cord. You're just streaming now. Oh, no, but you missed this stuff. So just buy this with us. Right. Well, it's like, that's the thing. You've cut the cord, but you signed up for eight services. So it's all the same. Yeah. And I understand, you know, I understand from like whoever, Comcast or Hulu, whoever owns whatever, Disney, HBO. I understand they don't all want to be on Netflix because then Netflix holds the keys to the kingdom. And your life is completely dependent on whatever they feel like doing at any given moment. But expecting everyone but, to subscribe to every individual uh, streaming thing is just not realistic. And some people, some people are crazy, and they and do. some people I mean, do. You know, but... it's like anyone who's ever listened to this podcast pretty much knows my theory. My theory is like just pay for internet, get a VPN, and then watch what you want to watch. But you know. That, of course, requires a certain, um, you know, set of morals, if you will. Well, a certain knowledge base, too. Uh, yeah, Beyond yeah, morals. you have to know how to do things. Because um, my whole opinion is if they don't give you an opportunity to legally watch or purchase what you want to legally watch or purchase, you have no other choice. Well, and, that, and that's, you know... What are you supposed to, to me, do if, like, I wanted to watch that League of Your Own show or whatever that was on Paramount, and it's just gone. They pulled it. Sure. So what am I supposed to do? Oh, well. And, and and that's my theory. I mean, I it's like I like subscribing to Crunchyroll because I want to watch all various animes. And you I could use just, that, though. I could just go. I use it. And I could go just get all these animes through other means. But, you know, it's easy and it's simple and it just works, right? And that's the nice thing about Crunchyroll right now is it's reasonably priced. I think it's like $10 a month or something. Or maybe, I don't know what it is, 10, 10, 15, something like that. It's reasonably priced. It's simple. It just works. It's not one of these interfaces that's really like poorly laid out or confusing or slow or anything like that. It just kind of works. It's nice and simple. I like it. If they start impeding me in any way, I'll cancel that bitch in a second. I won't even think about it. And, you know, when I saw this week, like, oh, Amazon Prime is going to start running ads, but you could pay three extra dollars to get rid of the ads. And I'm like, I read that. I was like, motherfucker, there's nothing on this surface. It's trash. I don't want to pay one dollar for it, let alone three extra. <laughs> like, well, I'm already paying for it. I have Prime. I'm right, but for it's, Prime. it's like, I understand. Theory, you're not I'm really still... paying for Prime Video. You're, it's like an add-on type thing that they just give you, I guess. I mean, that's why there's, I think that's why there's like jack shit on there because it's like, if you have Amazon prime, that's what you have for the shipping, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you have it for. You don't have it for fucking prime video, but that bubble's going to burst eventually, but I, I, you can't have all of this and expect to, well, I think, I, I think, I think that's what kind of what you're seeing, not not necessarily the bubble bursting, but I think they've all reached pretty much close to peak signups. And now we're just going to jack the prices up and make as much money as we can. Well, I think the the thing I think 
most of these streaming services way underestimated is the cost to maintain them. Um, well, just the cost to get content. You know, well, the cost to get content, but, you know, maintaining the infrastructure needed to stream to houses all over the country and the world is phenomenally expensive. And the cost to their business in terms of devaluing their products. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at, look at you know, again, I'll bring up Game Pass. What do you think the effect of Game Pass is when you toss a shitload of video games, quote unquote, for free on a monthly subscription service? You damage the value of all video games. Well, you've seen that with a lot of Disney stuff. Because people are like, why am I going to go to a theater yeah. when it's going to be on my streaming service that I pay for? If it's going to be on months. Disney Plus in three to six months, why Not even three to I... six months anymore. It's like yeah. two. Nothing stays in the theater that long. Why anymore. would I go pay $15, $20 to go per person to go To have a miserable at a experience at a theater. Yeah, it just doesn't. It's like all these services have damaged their own content as well. Though I would make the same argument with Disney, though. It's just the quality really isn't there anymore. And, and, and the thing is, again, like something like Crunchyroll, there's so much stuff on there I want to watch that I can go from A to B to C to D to E show. You know, I can bounce all over the place. I can watch a ton of different stuff. There's a lot of stuff on there that I want to <clears> see. <throat> if there's just like one show that I'm interested on Hulu... I'm just not really of the mindset to subscribe for one thing. Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. go get the one thing I want to watch. I'm either going to try and get the one thing or I'm going to ask to use somebody's password while I watch the one thing and then not deal with it ever again. And all these, all these, you know, they're all trying to kill the password sharing and Hulu started that. It's funny because Netflix got so much shit. Hulu hasn't been allowing password sharing for like years. I mean... How long has it been? They've been geo. They've been identifying who the primary user is by geolocation for at least five years, yeah, and they didn't not get all any that shit. greatly then. And I think Hulu honestly has one of the better content catalogs because they have a lot of. I mean, Hulu has a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. Um, and not just like where it's like Amazon Prime, where it's like, oh, here's all this fucking shit from the fucking seventies or something. No, no, there's current stuff that's yeah. like. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, it's like Hulu has FX's catalog just right. off that alone, just right. off the FX catalog alone. If you haven't seen any of it, <laughs> you're good for like years. Um, well, that's what was funny when it was like when the strike first started, it was like, go as long as you want, guys. I've got such a back catalog of stuff. Yeah. I'll be here when you're ready. And that's that's the same thing with like for me with <clears throat> video games. I don't need to play something like a Starfield when it just comes out. I can wait a year for that game to be patched to high heaven because I've got such a ridiculous backlog of shit to play that's been fully patched and is finally a finished product, quote unquote. Um, why do I need to rush to play something that's like 80% finished? You know? Mm-hmm. There's just so much out there that it's like new stuff coming is just I don't even like pay attention really anymore but, you know with them jacking up the prices and everything I think it's kind of a lot more people if they're paying attention Bob are going to be thinking about it more like you do where it's like well I'm going to subscribe to one thing watch what I want to watch for a month yep. cancel it 
and then maybe I'll subscribe to something else for a month, you know, because subscribing to four, five, six things at the same time, when they're $20 each, you may that's a just, shitload of money. You may as well just have cable at yeah. that point. And, and honestly, I think cable and something like a Netflix are so much the same now where you go on cable and you just start scrolling through the fucking guide. Yep. And it's all just trash. It's just a boatload of trash. And then when I get on Netflix, I just start scrolling. It's not to say that there isn't good stuff on Netflix. There is some good stuff on Netflix I would watch. I just think 95 or 90, probably even higher than that, like 98% of it, I'm just scrolling through. It's just like B-movie trash. Mm-hmm. Well, any any streaming service that starts to encroach on the cost of a meal at Five Guys <laughs> is too much. <laughs> and it, it is funny. It's like I think about that all the time. I've talked about it on this podcast where I'll go to a Five Guys, not that I go all the time. I mean, when, what, how often do we go? Once every four, five, six months or something. Mm-hmm. But we'll get a Five Guys meal. It'd be like $25 a person. Not that I'm doing that all the time, but I'll do it here and there. But then I'm like, oh, $20 for this streaming service that I'll watch like 15 hours of content on? No, <laughs> fuck that. That's ridiculous. Well, you know, it all just depends on what the perceived value is, right? Yeah. Well, and that and that does kind of speak to... This is why we're going to see AI writing and producing everything because we don't believe there's any value in creative projects. People don't. That's the unfortunate thing. Even though it's like that's what got you through the predi- ah, can't talk. That's what got you through the pandemic. Yeah. Wasn't STEM. Well, that's a, that's another thing. Speaking of Xbox, that caused their freaking Game Pass numbers to even get to thirty million was the pandemic. I mean, they better start open. They better hope Bill Gates has another one in the fucking can if they want to get to one hundred and ten million. <laughs> this better be a real good one too. Like, stay home, lock the doors, don't go outside at all. They need one of those mm. for like five years for getting to one hundred and ten million. <laughs> and it's got to be a real scary one. Like the 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 sky's got to be red. You step outside, you go blind. Like we need, that's what they need to happen to hit 110 million <laughs> subscribers. But I don't know, man. Do you do you think like we're looking at a bubble bursting on the streaming stuff? Um, I think we're due for some for some streaming services to collapse and probably consolidate if we're being honest um i i don't there's there's too many streaming services you know i think you're probably going to end up with one streaming service for each major studio um and and then maybe one or two television and and it it's the problem's distribution. Distribution is expensive. I also, I, I think I prefer the services that seem to be more focused on lesser amounts of higher end qual- uh, content. Like a, you know, it's like if you like it, that's kind of what Disney Plus is, right? Okay, we're not really, you're not really getting that much on Disney Plus. But if you like Star Wars, okay, you get an Ahsoka. 
you get a you know book of boba fett you get a mandalorian they're spending a lot of money on those shows and so if you like them like every once in a while you get like a real high quality thing right and i think that's kind of like what apple tv is doing right where it's not if you go look at apple tv it's not filled with a shit they don't have of a lot stuff, of stuff yeah but they do have some really good shows that people seem to like mm-hmm. and it seems like that's more their focus whereas netflix is more like we're just going to go produce 500 shitty fucking movies and tv shows and we're going to throw them at the fucking wall and if one of these succeeds great like i think that's more their business model right is just fill the service with all this crappy original content every once in a while we'll pay the rock and ryan reynolds to fucking come in and do like some big thing that they'll go on all the fucking tv shows and uh promote and everything but other than that it's just a bunch of random original content that seems to be more their strategy and i'm not i'm just not a fan no i'd rather lesser and higher quality not more of you know very long episodes of Stranger Things. Oh God! I, I just think about like you mean movies. <laughs> like what I've actually spent any time watching in the last year. We don't watch nearly as much as TV as we used to. No, I mean, like I I watch Stranger Things for some reason, but. Well, what have you what have you actually watched to either completion or almost completion? You watched The Witch from Mercury. You've watched most of Spy Family. Yeah. Is there what else is there? We watched Halo. Was that was that this year? Was that in the last year? Probably not. That was last year. That was probably that was two last years year. ago. Yeah. Um, and um, oh, what was the name of it? The ridiculous one. Um. With the Goku uniforms. Oh, Kill the Kill. Kill the Kill. That was excellent. Yes. Yeah, but, I mean, that that's it. I mean, I, you know, honestly, I could cancel all the streaming services and I wouldn't notice. I mean, you would. You, there's stuff you like to watch. Your daughter would probably notice, too. Well, she'd notice Disney, yes. But, um, I don't know. I think you should start loading up some anime and just see if she watches them. She probably would. I know. She watches the Pokemon. Okay. Boom, there you go. Problem solved. Cancel Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> um no, there is one more. Damn. I just had it and I forgot it. Fuck. Gotta write stuff down. Write that down. God damn it. That's the worst though, isn't it? I'm just going to cry. Uh, what will happen is I'll leave. I'll get in the car and I'll still remember. You got it anything else, to me. Bob? I'll be like scrolling. And I'll be like, oh, I want to look that up. Let me open a new window. I get <laughs> to the new already. window and it's gone. You go back. You're like, what made me think of that? Right. What was oh, I no. looking at that got me there? And then it's just like, it's gone. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Damn. I'm mad. Mm. This is just going to ruin my whole night. It probably will. Netflix canceling subscription services. Uh, I can't remember. Anime. It's over. Studio Trigger. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else, Bob? Nope. All right. Well, 
Not gonna ask her if she's got anything else. She's got it's like Erica's ready for bed. Erica's ready for bed. No worries. What do you got, Erica? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You've got the bed look in your eyes. I am ready to go lie down. Yes. Okay. That's why I didn't ask. Hmm. See, Bob, I am in tune to other people's feelings. Hmm. Hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.